going on, everybody? Smiley's Garden here, joining for the uh, organic takeover this month. We got uh, Dutch Blooms, Josh Rutherford with us. So many of you guys know Josh. He uh, definitely is uh, into the regenerative and does some outdoor gardening. So happy to have you here along, Josh. I don't know if you want to introduce yourself or say anything along the lines of how people can see you or whatever. But. Yeah, I'm... thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Um... Um, I'm stoked to just be on and kick it, man. It's super fun. Uh, I don't do a lot of the late night ones. I'm, I'm an early riser, so it's, it's a little bit out of my, my zone, but it's, it's fun, you know, cause I didn't always used to be a, such an early riser, you know, it's, uh, anyways, yeah, no doubt. but yeah, um, I do the, the regen conference, which, um, the regenerative organic, organic cannabis cultivation conference, which has been on hiatus, uh, with COVID shit. And it's just kind of where where it's at with that, but um, I think it's just kind of worth mentioning to everyone that's listening. You know, a lot of folks have been tuning in, and I get a lot of emails, and I'm dying to get back on tour um, as soon as we can. But it's just the, the damn COVID, you know. Yeah, no, dude, that does suck. I was, I'm wearing the hat, you know what I mean. So I, I was at the Michigan one, and uh, honestly, man, that was uh, I was blown away. Like you guys brought the the community love and the the whole spirit of sharing information and just the whole seed the the seed exchange i had never seen anything like that before that was something really cool to experience you know just so many so many killer genetics there and you couldn't buy any of them you know you can't you know what i'm saying it was like no right see you dude or we'll trade for them or whatever but that was just a really cool different experience so man i appreciate you guys uh bringing it like that you know what i mean like i was that was the biggest thing i, I walked away feeling like connected to everybody that kind of came out you know what i mean because even the speakers that weren't when they weren't talking were hanging out in the in the lounge and talking with you and whatever so good job on that man i hope it gets back going that's yeah definitely a highlight that's i mean i feel the same way dude it's it it, it, it you know you know, I feel the same way that I got to connect with everybody and like make a whole slew of friends and trade genetics and run different people's stuff that, you know, just like you say, you just you can't buy it. You know, people have stuff that they're they've been cultivating personally and they, they got from a friend or a relative and they've held on to and all the stuff that you do with genetics. And then, you know, you meet somebody and you have a connection and you want to share that. Thing. You know, it's it's cool. It's a real cool thing and 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 then you cross that back up and sometimes it goes back and forth and, and then you get created internet relationship you know because you know and it's it's just a really fun it's been a really cool blessing and fun thing for me to be a part of you know yeah that's cool man so um i don't know if you want to follow along in chat um but you can bring it up i'll let you, you, you how do i do it you would have to mute a sec and then um bring up the youtube thing uh, either in the zoom in the top left corner there's a, a it'll link you to it or you can just go if you can find it quick enough to i want to do it on my phone because i don't know if i can i'm on my tablet so i don't okay but i'll try to figure it out here while we talk yeah no problem man that's what i was just gonna say it's a lot of fun and i know a lot of people that uh are in chat like to kind of get questions thrown out or whatever so yeah no thanks for get, telling me to do that because it's better when i when we can do it that way so is it starting to warm up by you, man? Are you guys... Uh, it is. Um, yeah. Slowly. Starting to gear up and get your plans going and 
Yeah, we got um, we got plants with uh, we got plants out um, in hoop houses. There we go. We got uh, uh, plants out like Monday and and had to, I was trying to like I'm building a new hoop house and so the the beds are in it's uh, the beds are pre existing and we're building it over them and I ha we have it all lined up and the plastic and the fans were supposed to show up Monday. And I'm just like pushing this motherfucker as hard as I can, you know, trying to get 4,000 cuts done on Monday. This is my plan for Monday, honestly. So it's, what are we at? Wednesday, my plan for Monday was to get 4,000 cuts done, transplant 2,000 or 1,500 into one and a half gallon pots, put plastic over this greenhouse and put a fan up and, and hot wire it. Damn. None of that happened. I mean, we not none of it, but we got about 800 plants in, in a one point two five gallon pots and and you know we got the cloners it's kind of cleaned up and ready for it the next day and then we just had to like grab some pvc that i had on site and make some quick makeshift duct tape hoops and throw plastic over it and so that was a long way to answer your question is that it's starting to warm up but we got a frost last night and you know the plastic did its job and so it's happening you know it's cool that is cool no and that's why i was fun. thinking oh sorry that's that I was just said it's re it's really fun, man. It's uh, we we're we we're on. A, I I don't know if it, you guys are experiencing a warmer spring, but we're we're having a warmer spring than usual, and it's really fucking pleasant. Yeah, no, I know it's got everybody excited. We did have a, a seventy degree day or high sixties kind of couple days there. Uh, unfortunately, it dropped here. Just uh, it's kind of got colder here today for us, but similar thing. So. That's what I was thinking, man. Like, uh, I know you do majority of your stuff's outdoor, right? I mean, you're primarily other than just little veg indoor or something. Um, um well, not not exactly. I mean, I, I guess I don't know. I I'm I'm an indoor grower at heart. Prior to moving on the property that you see, um, I was indoor warehouse and had never really grown outdoors. Um, but I had grown tomatoes and, and vegetables and stuff in greenhouses and out and outdoors and and I and I wanted to move to greenhouse solely. So that was the that was the driver. Um, and then I started going to outdoors and I still have a bunch of indoor grow rooms. Um, I just don't show them because I use them mainly for breeding and um, they're my medical personal. And so yeah. Kind of like, but but yeah. Um, so that those kind of like keep me going and keep the, the they're the real heart behind everything. And then this new hoop house I'm building is actually going to turn into a veg house, um, which has been so fucking needed in my in my legal thing because I don't I don't already have it. So I've just been kind of going old school where I, you know, because I have to run them separate, separate as separate entities. You know, I can only have my recreation inside the fenced area and then I can have my medical over here, you know, and they're they're not really interchangeable. You know, they're, they're two separate deals. It's stupid. <laughs> it I can. I can sell myself plants from my recreational to my medical, but not the other way around. <laughs> it's like that here a little bit too. Eagle always talks about that. Like we're allowed. So when your medical came through, we were allowed like, like two and a half ounces per medical card. Right. So we could have, it was like 15 some ounces or something, just five a pound or whatever. But you could grow like 70 some plants, but you could only right. have that much, you know, so it was kind of like, what the fuck right there. And then um, then the recreational came out and you could grow 12 plants 
and you're unlimited on how much you can have as long as it was harvested from those 12 plants. So, I mean, if you did, did them outdoor and got 10 pounds of plant, it'd be totally fine to have a hundred pounds. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, but, right. it's, but it's not fine on the medical side. And it's so stupid. to me. Yeah, we, like I that. think Eagle and I talked to, yeah, he talked about that too. And it's, it's a trip because they didn't in their head think that you would, you know, we were selling it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. That's yeah. not the intent. It was just like, let's have, which it, sh- you know, should be like, I think, you know, a lot of states have six, right? I think California is six. And um, God damn, I, I mean, I don't think there really should be a limit. You know, I think that the fact that they put a limit, it makes people figure ways to get around it. You know, and they, they just like made simple avenues for I, for people to sell. Like if you could just, you know, like a tomato, if you could sell your tomatoes, it would, it's up to you to grow good enough tomatoes and get them in the store and be able to produce them for the right price. And, yeah. you know, the whole damn thing. And that, would I don't know, it would just kind of settle itself out. And if people sold tomatoes to their neighbors, that wouldn't be a big deal, you know? Very true, man. So just curious now, the warmer weather, I mean, like what kind of uh, preparations were you, were you taking to kind of get, get the outdoor plots going and get life going back in them and um fish poop a big a big focus of mine i always talk about is fish poop so i'm ramping up my fish poop production okay. uh, meaning my fish you know getting my getting i'm getting more fish um feeding them trying to focus on feeding them a lot you know many times a day and just really getting the poop poop moving um so that i can use that i'll inject it into, into all my beds and then um Typically, I've I've been buying um, in the last like two or three years. I've been buying like I call it municipal compost, but I buy it from a local compost company, and it's organic certified actually, um, and it's fungally dominant, but it's not really that great of stuff um, at all. In fact, it, it, yeah, I had used it hot one year and, and had some issues with it, but um, it's really cheap, and it's it's organic material that's cert that's that's clean certified you know um and so what i do is i use it as a base and i feed for the for the biology that i harvest out of the fish poop and i'll, I'll in the I'll, I'll buy it in the fall and have it set out in the field and then in the in the and i'll inject it with fish poop and then in the spring i'll, I'll come back and, and i'll look at it again and, and sometimes i'll like this year i have two piles that i'm gonna re re-inoculate with with a bunch of stuff and because i have a tractor now i'll be able to turn it um and so that's the bulk of my like my nutrients is compost um or fish poop that i deliver via compost tea so it's compost and compost tea really and um so in the springtime basically right now i'm I'm waiting to be able to get into the field with my tractor and then as soon as i can it you know it's like i I give myself three weeks ish to run that process you know that composting process or recomposting process um inoculating interesting thing man i just want to kind of pick at a little bit yeah so i mean traditionally like when we hear of a municipal compost a lot of people think oh there's you know there's good and bad compost like that's almost the first thing you realize when you start looking into compost that hey there's bad compost and there's good stuff and typically that's looked at in the bad realm and um i guess what would be 
what's kind of the standard uh, looked at as bad from bad? Well, it's there. There, anything can be. There's compost can be bad for many, many reasons, right? You know, you can you can fuck things up in so many ways. You and I couldn't cover all those ways, right? Yeah. From bat sourcing material to whatever, but but there there are like legal standards. Legal is a weird way to say, it, but they're standards um, that you, I think you have to follow. Um, that, that you have to go to 140 into, into one. I think the end to 160. Okay. And sure. when you get to those temperatures, you kill everything. I'm, I'm guys. I'm starting off poorly, but I'll get there. Uh, you, you kill everything: the good, the bad, and the ugly. You kill it all out. It's gone. And so now you you literally have this organic material that is kind of st- almost sterilized. Um, or and then, and then from there, what what happens to it is is usually with a process that fucks it up and makes it into bad compost. And, and at that state, it's not good compost. It's just the sterilized organic material. And so if a, if, a, if a company then goes and lets it sit out in the yard and it gets totally wet and starts to compact, then it can go anaerobic, you know, which means that it, you know, it's typically going to smell bad and can't be the type of microbes that we don't want for growing plants in, you know, they, they can turn around and we can, we can turn that system around and we can get the right microbes in there to, to eat them and out compete and change the system with the right, right amount of aeration. Um, I don't know if I'm explaining this really well. Well, I think where, where you're getting at is uh, like in a, in a compost, when it goes through that thermal cycle and it heats up, I mean, that's actually biology doing that. that. It is biology doing it. And, and so they're eating and shitting and fucking. And, 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 but they get to a point that it gets so damn hot. Right. And, 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 and they essentially sterilize the whole thing and that that's, that's needed. But then you want to cool it down and keep it at, you know, according to like Elaine and her, the, her her philosophy, the soil food web, you want to hit a target temperature. And the same thing with KNF, you want to hit a target temperature. It's just a lower threshold because you're shooting for a a more fungal dominant thing. So in KNF, you, you want to keep your pile turned b- b- before it hits 130 in soil food web. It's usually around 140, right? Um, so that's that basically, I just take the stuff that is, that is not good and I let it hang out and then I add good, good stuff to it. And then I just follow the simple protocol turn when it's one, 140. And you know, that's, it's that simple when it starts to cool down, it starts to cool down. And you know, when it gets to the eight ninety or 80, I'm ready to go you know no i like the thought of that though the way you kind of look at it like uh i guess the way i'm hearing it is you almost picture it like a biostimulant for your inoculant you know like it's already kind of gone through a composting cycle and now it's ready for me to hit it with this stuff and kind of take it so even if it is anaerobic so if you get it and you're smelling it in the bag you can almost spread that out dry it out yeah, dry it out and kind of inoculate it with your own new biology and bring it into the aeration that way. Totally. Like, yeah, yeah I kind of think of it that way. And, and, and that happens in the natural cycle in the winter, right? Like if you go out and right out into your beds, especially right after the snow, you stick your hand down in there, it's just a mud pit, you know? You're like, you wouldn't want to grow anything in there, you know? But then you come back, you know, as, as things start to dry out and the, the, the process is going through that in the natural cycle, you know, and it's, it's okay to have anaerobic periods. You just don't want to be growing plants in anaerobic periods, you know? 
Yeah, no, and I get that. Um, Leighton often talks about that too, how sometimes the anaerobic environment can stimulate what's needed for the aerobic environment to really thrive. It's I mean, he almost talks about it like it's one of the very bottom, like beginning, starting the system, starting the engine kind of things, you know. And it's interesting that you say that because like under the snow and then when, you know, things are kind of mucky and muddy out there, it is, you know, and what I would assume to be somewhat of an anaerobic situation, you know, everything. And as it dries out in the summer, it, sh it shifts there. That's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I know I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm, I know just enough. And sometimes I, I get things a little bit wrong, but, and how I explain it or understand it, but that process seems to, <clears throat> seems to work really well. And, you know, it's, you kind of don't need to know all the, the, the details in, in like which, specifically which microbes are doing what, you know, as long as you know, you know, the red's like making a recipe, you know, you don't need to know all the, the microbes that are converting the yeast in the dough to make the, the pizza dough. You just need to know to put enough yeast in and right. to keep it at that temperature and then and to do this and to fold, you know what I mean? I know. That's kind, of, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, I'm good at making the pizza, but I can't really tell you, I, you know, I, I, I can a little bit, but sometimes I mess it up. And so I just kind of like give that as a disclaimer often, you know? So just roughly for anybody, I mean, that was listening, like where would, uh, where would you begin with uh, trying to build a new compost pile? Like, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm all about, about the Elaine Ingham soil food web style. Um, and, and Layton taught me, you know, a style that's, that's within that is the static composting. And I really like that, that technique because uh, I didn't know, I didn't learn about it until just a number of years ago and I haven't had a tractor. And so that's how I kind of got into this is because I never could compost to the scale that I needed because um, I didn't have a tractor. Um, and so I, I you know, I've resorted to all these other techniques, the fish poop being one of them because it's, it's mobile and it's water and I can move it with the pump and all this stuff. Um, and I've seen the benefits through fucking around with aquaponics, but uh, in basic composting, like you can, you know, for most people's gardens uh, that are most people that are, that are out there that are, you know, running anything, eight light, 16 light, 24 light, even a 50 lighter, you know, you could get away with a couple uh, six foot, you know, circles with, with hog wire, you know, have you seen how they do that? You know, it's like 48 inches tall and yeah. You, you just basically get 50%, you know, half green material and half brown material. And if you can uh, be smart about it and ship it up and do things like that, and you just layer it and, 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 you know, it's important to, um, you know, I don't know how, how familiar are you with KNF stuff? I'm pretty familiar with it, but yeah. Yeah, you know, so one thing that's important that the steps of KNF are, you know, you harvest microbes and on rice, and then you grow them out, right? So you harvest them on the rice from from a good location out in the wild where, the, the, you know, the, the nature is taken over, and then you grow, you, you stabilize them in a shelf stable thing, then you can use them to grow them out onto uh, carbon and carbohydrates. And then the next step, I am four, you add, you know, soil, and you add those microbes in. And you, you set the plate and then the, the next one, IMO5, you're adding uh, manure in. It's the, it's the same damn thing with compost, but a lot of people don't know that you, 
you know, you have to feed the compost just like you do with the IM, IMO. You don't just start with IMO three, you know, the carbon high carbon, you, you feed it with the IMO two, the specific biology. And so in, in good soil food with composting, you do the same. You find a good starter compost from, from someone, you know, that has good biology um, or good, you know, or you go out into the wild and you wild harvest the biology and in this, what you can just scoop out, you know, go, go with a bucket, bring a bucket of uh, wood chips with you, you know, and then uh, take out a bucket of, of soil and drop in a bucket of wood chips. And, and uh, I've seen him sell like a compost. I've seen that on shelves before in, in marketing stuff, compost starters and whatnot. So that's basically the idea is you're buying whatever yeah. they, they're selling you there. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know too much of that. I'm, I'm pretty skeptical about on a shelf stable product okay. uh, to be honest, like, uh, that's one of the coolest things that I, that, that Layton ever taught me or, or did around me was he create he was able to create a shelf stable biology. Um, I don't know how long it was shelf stable for, but he was able to ship it out to me, and it was really, really worked. And um, but but I haven't really found a whole lot of product that that is shelf stable biology that isn't that is inoculant. It, I mean, versus stimulant, and we're getting into like splitting hairs and what it, what is a stimulant what is an inoculant and what the fuck does it really even matter no you know? i want to split those hairs honestly josh because that's a great topic right there because uh you know to be frank i mean that's that's a big conversation around the knf right like are are we really <laughs> taking imo4 and are we really inoculating biology for the imo4 or is that just the bio is that a biostimulant for the biology that's already there I think it's an, I think it's, I think it's from my understanding of the whole process, which is as limited as as it is, um, is that that's where the good stuff's like coming in. You're building a base in IMO2 and your IMO2 is cool, but you're mostly collecting spores uh, and it's mostly saprophytic spores, which is a good base of a system. But when you bring in the IMO4, you're, you're bringing in this, this robust living system in IMO3 and you're bringing in the diversity in IMO4 that's like the good stuff and the diversity in my mind I, I, otherwise I mean Chris would probably disagree with me in this you know um and 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 this is just kind of how I think about it and I might be wrong you know so I'll just say that about it I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he would disagree with me I mean, you know and he he advocates for adding, adding IMO3 to soil systems and, and that but there's already soil in there there's already you know so in that case i think adding imo3 it's a biostimulant i adding imo2 to a soil system it's a biostimulant um when you when you add the imo4 and you have something there you have a more diverse thing i think then you're getting getting into the realm of inoculant yeah that's kind of my my way of thinking about it and just to break that apart for people listening, like the inoculant is like you're bringing in new cultures of biology. It's, it's dramatically shifting the culture of that biology that you're adding it to. And, and a biostimulant is something that, that biology... Like a food. And it, and it stimulates them to grow and to you know, reproduce. So things like humic acids, things like amino acids, things like seaweed, those, those kind of fall under that biostimulant category. So um, just to kind of clarify, and then and the new biology coming in is going to be your inoculant because you're adding, you know, it's like a forest that you're adding wolves to that were never had wolves before. That's kind of the idea I picture it as, right? 
Totally. And, and you can, and it, that's one thing that I think is really beautiful about KNF is the, the idea of pulling from, so in, in, in a, so everyone can understand in a true KNF system, I would be looking at a shelf full of IMO2 um, in front of me that, that would span three to four or five years. And I would have collections from every season over those three, four or five years. And so that when I go to make my IMO three, I'm adding all those things to that. Um, I think that's a really beautiful concept. Um, and I, I just, I just don't, you know, I, I get stuck on, cause I, I don't understand enough of it. So I have to ask questions to people that do when I ask Elaine about it, you know, look at this talk, you know, I'm, and I'm, I'm pushing everybody cause I really just want to know what the fuck is going on. And I don't have the, I don't have enough time to spend on the microscope and do all this stuff and 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 interest and um and then I you know t- talk to Leighton talk to Steve talk to Efren who's a mycologist about this you know we're sending Efren you know slide samples of my IMO three that's just gnarly awesome stuff and he's like you got spores there bro that's all you got and like yeah that's all we see too you know and 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 so I'm I'm just kind of piecing all this together based upon that. Yeah, um, you know, I like it though. I mean, it's an interesting conversation because it's, it's nobody knows really. You know, what I mean, it's all experience and it's all. It's that's like, a no. It really depends. You know, what I mean, if you're adding it to a system, that's kind of the way I see it. If you're adding it to a system that's all messed up, you know, you could very well be throwing everything right back in balance. You know what I mean? Or if you're adding things that aren't there that should be there. You know what I mean? You're, you're restoring that cycle, but otherwise, yeah. I mean, if you have a cycle that's there, like how, you know, how frequent should the people be looking at re-inoculating, you know what I mean? The idea of an inoculation. Like, it depends until it works, until it works. Well, right. Yeah. You know, and, or, or, or maybe then the, the, the question could be, are you inoculating with the right stuff? You know, or, or are you preparing the, keeping the, 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 the buffet, the, the, the environment proper for them, you know, um, I felt like in my, my experience in this greenhouse system, it's, it's a bare, bare floor, um, with, you know, um, the, the kind of basically potting soil on top of it, you know, a third compost, a third, uh, peat, a third aeration, you know, a raised beds on top of living a regular soil. And, um, I just got my, I just lost myself for what I was trying to say. Sorry. Stone a moment. Right. I squirreled out on you too. <laughs> but speaking of your beds, though, did you do, are you, um, did you do like a horizontal setup in those at all? Or is that, no, no, um, that that concept is is uh, is a concept is you know for indoors, you know, because I already have it going on outdoors. The horizons are outdoors already. They're outdoors, and so if anything, the the if the, those those horizons might be compacted or fucked up in that manner, and they need biology to go in there and open them up. And that that's where I was that's where I was going with my with my story was it, so in the system in my greenhouse that I did this, um, I inoculated and or biostimulated um, weekly um, throughout the growing season for two years, three years. 
and then stopped for almost two years and only did water, only water and fulvic acid foliars. And um, then I kind of like started to see some, I didn't see, I started, to, it, it wasn't smelling as strong. And it was like, it took me kind of second. I was just like, man, the whole house just kind of doesn't smell. You know, like when I could, I go out and mow, mow the like patch of grass behind the greenhouse, you know, and I hit that fan, you know, in the summer and, you know, usually just be like, eh, just loving those terps. And I was just uh, not feeling as strong. And so I, 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 I realized uh, I hadn't added anything in a while. And so I went back to the drawing board testing and added minerals and started hitting up a couple more compost teas in the next round. Everything was like, you know, right back on par. So, um, yeah, to answer the question, how often do you inoculate? I don't know. It, you know, it, I, I, you know, it really depends. And there's about 6,000 ways to skin this cat. And, um, you know, after putting on this conference and spending a lot of time with everybody, um, I really feel that more and more, um, you know, I really like the way I do things, obviously, and I can preach and talk about that. And I'm happy to, but I'm also kind of in the, in the place right now where I'm kind of annoyed with a lot of folks because I feel <laughs> like they're so short-sighted and narrow-sighted in the, in the way that they do things that they can't like just step up and, and, you know, and look around and like, like kind of like realize that we're all, you, you know, we're, you're not a superhero. You're just a fucking dude trying to figure it out like us all, you know, and <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm laughing so, too because that's so true. I just actually just to shout out somebody in chat, Cheddar Bob, because you know he runs the Avocado Tech man, and and you know Blue of Green Tank too. Shout him out, and it's like they got gorgeous gardens, and people harass him over the fucking avocados, and it's like, yeah, it's goofy as fuck. My fucking dozen it. avocados didn't fuck up the whole planet. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know, and I just yeah, it's kind of comical it's become a, a funny thing yeah. it's like just come on man everybody does it their own way and shit yeah. <laughs> so, so. and and you can you can uh you can use this knowledge all the of all these things to drive your system in directions you know like that that's that's kind of what i was trying to say is I, I was able to inoculate and i was having good results so i didn't need to do anything else and then i started to notice and i and i kind of took a quick step and threw some more salt and some more minerals in there um, sea salt and uh, rock dust and uh, hit it with some more compost tea and it was like okay boom you know so how are you doing your compost teas these days I know you've kind of gone through phases on that just from following you along so yeah yeah I, I mean I'm, I'm using a 100 gallon brewer cone tank brewer and I, I brew for about 30 hours um, and then I apply that's okay. that's that's uh yeah I, and I I um I don't add anything till the end. So it's just uh, base material and water, you know, okay. com compost or fish poop. Um, but I don't add like molasses. Um, sometimes I'll add a little, maybe a little bit, two or three ounces. Um, I've gone crazier with it, but I feel like it just gets, gets to be too much over time, you know, and, and I feel, I feel better um about the idea it's, it's less of a compost tea to be honest it's almost somewhere between a compost tea and a compost extract and so um, I can like a compost extract isn't very talk, talked about very often but I think it's a much safer way for for people to uh, get at those those microorganisms 
because uh, in compost tea brewing, there's so many opportunities to fuck it up. And most of the brewers out there um, are, are not well designed. They have sharp edges and angles where bacteria get. And, and, and in, that area, in those areas, that's where you get the um, anaerobic zones. And then so it can really throw off the whole, it's a tea, it's a soup. You know, it's like if you throw a sour piece of meat in a soup, it does affect the whole soup, you know? Um, Good analogy for that. I like that. And so, so like, but a compost, but a compost extract is simply like you could take your, your material compost and you could just, you know, massage it into the water. That's, that's literally the, the tech is put into a bag, you know, micron bag. 20 micron bag and massage it into the water for 10 minutes 15 minutes you could throw an air stone in there and then, and then a plot and so you you're not going and giving any opportunity for those gnarly um anaerobic zones to happen and, and if you add to, you, know, you know if you add so in if in a traditional compost tea if you add too much molasses too much feed everyone gets going too hot and it, and it can do the same thing you can jump the, over your about your curve of getting in the sweet zone of where you want to be um, aerobically. And so it's just a little bit safer than sorry, you know, and I, I've kind of learned that over time really slowly because I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a do things slow type person. I'm, I do and, and, and think at the same time often, you know, and so now I'm kind of doing this, like just I brew it out and then maybe I'll add two or three ounces of molasses. If, I, if I'm really trying to, get some action but more often than not, i'll just add some molasses and maybe some kelp you know a cup of kelp at the end you know yeah no i like it i was just surprised that yeah i thought you had kind of moved away from doing uh the traditional kind of brew styles with uh, the 30 hours stills that's that's interesting because and not adding a food source in there i find is uh probably a big role of that being really successful because like talking with Leighton, I know you talk with him often too, but that was one thing that threw me at the regenerative conference. I mean, that was one thing that caught my attention right away because I was brewing teas at that time. And uh, yeah, he was talking what they would mix for a thousand gallons. And it was like one tablespoon of molasses went into a thousand gallon brew. And I'm mixing a 10 gallon brew, pouring, you know what I mean? Three tablespoons. And I was like, just boom, my brain blew, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it changes. Well, and it, it, everything changes so much too because the, the temperature uh, that you brew in changes, right? You know, like, so if, for me, it does, anyways, because I brew outside. I don't have a climate controlled building to brew in, you know, so that changes, that changes things a lot, you know? I've heard that too, that it's difficult to kind of maintain with, uh, you know, even day to night temperatures in the spring, like that can be a big yeah. Shift you're just you know not sure what you got at the end of that or or the stuff you do got is the bad stuff you know, kind of but 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 end of the day like just adding air and letting that go forever that's a good thing and so that's like my basic low tech you know if i, I get shit i have a big shit pot you know and it's just a, a comb bottom you know brewer and i i, I literally i dump my fish poop in there or um, I got some cool humic acid the other day and I dumped that in there. Um, I won't pull from that tank for about two, three, four weeks because it, it'll, I'll see it cycle and it'll start foaming out. And I'm like, oh boy, shit, bad stuff's going on. But once it, it's calms down and it smells okay and it doesn't smell foul, 
then I'm like, okay, we're good. And I'll pull some off. And then I put, put that into the brewer, you know, and I'll add, I, I put five, five gallons, maybe 10 gallons into a brewer and then add 90 gallons of water and then, okay. and then let that go, you know? Yeah. So how are you collecting the poop and the fish poop? I, I thought you guys knew like you had a pond and a little creek going to. Yeah, that, um, that's, I'm, I'm on my way to, to getting towards that with that project. Okay. So like I, my property is like long and, and narrow. And so I have a, a pond and like this little kind of scratch out excavator Creek that I made and another little pond. And I haven't, I want to, this summer, I'm going to start making a couple more ponds throughout my property. And eventually it will be like the water starts at the top and hits a couple ponds and makes its way down through the property. And at each stage of the pond, I can have these fish where I can come in with my um, pump and just like suck out the poop from the bottom, you know, like, like, like a pool, you know, like just suck it up. All right. You know, cause I'll, I'll dig them. So they kind of cone down. Right. Yeah. Um, that's my, that's the idea. And so right now I just do a, a basically a traditional aquaponics setup um, where I have four IBC tanks, you know, those square, you know what I mean when I say those? Yep. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I have four of those. Those are my fish tanks. Yeah, they're 250 gallons. And um, they all flow into one reservoir, which has the pump in it. And so all that fish poop is flowing out of those fish tanks into this reservoir, getting pumped up by the, the pump into a radial flow filter. And it's just a, it's just a big comb bottom filter. Same thing that I, that I can, you know, the, the poop fi flows to the bottom and the, the, the water without the solids comes off the top and goes on back to the fish, you know, and goes through a media thing. And, and then I can pull that, that fish poop off of that filter. That's cool. Cause I know there's yeah. people listening to that run their own aquarium. So I was just thinking, I mean, somebody with a little tent, you know, um they got a one bed or whatever i mean if you got a 60 to 100 gallon aquarium and you got some fish in there and you should you know, if you should you should go in and pull out you know 30 gallons of it and do a switch over and and dump in another you know take that 30 gallons and and go water your plants or maybe mix it up to 50 you know dilute it up to 50 and or whatever you know ph it you know well, I was thinking when I had my aquarium, I used to back like there was a vacuum like you were talking for the bottom. Yeah, and that's where it would pull all the shit up. You know what I mean? And it was like just a siphon or whatever. But either water that or bubble it, like you say. But I don't, I don't know how. Like I have no experience with it, and I know that there's use for it. But you're you're bubbling yours, so I would imagine if somebody was going to do something like that, harvest in their own aquarium, they would probably want to do the same and just bubble it hardcore for a day or two or whatever yeah so like um you know that the the cool thing about it is so like if you're if i'm just thinking about it so if i'm just vacuuming out my aquarium um how much poop am i going to actually get not that much so then you need to store it and that's the cool thing about having the filters because it's comb bottom so literally the, the whole bottom of it is just concentrated poop and so when I open up that valve, I'm getting just the poop and I can close it off and stop the water. And yeah. so then I take, you know, most of my mostly poop water and I dump it into another brewer. And then that that has to take all two, three, sometimes four weeks to, to we call it aerobically stabilize. 
or in the aquaponics world, they, they say remineralize. Um, and it's, and so then when you, you know, when it's done, when it stops smelling, cause it comes out of there and it stinks. It's really anaerobic cause it's been sitting in the bottom of this cone with no oxygen. Right. And so now I'm dumping it into it, just a constantly bubbling and it, and it just takes a while. And then after, you know, once it's, smells kind of like neutral then you're like okay now we're ready so I, I at a home level you could do that you just have to like narrow all that down you know no and no doubt i like it and it's kind of probably somebody's going to hear this and hopefully they do get an idea of how yeah and you can make you can make a make a cone bottom out of those uh i i used to do this with those uh five gallon um water you know those upside down water uh station things yeah yeah oh, um, yeah, I forget the name for them too. There's a name for them. Carboys or car, or you get a carboy. You could do it with a carboy. Uh, the beer, yeah. I don't know why I didn't think of that right away. I'm like, there's like six behind me. Yeah, no doubt, man. And I, um, just to kind of go on to another topic, like, so you're laying your compost down, and, and we've covered that. But are you now? Are you doing anything as far as cover cropping, or is your plan along the lines of like? mulching um if you do have either in the beds or outdoor like you still have some um yeah and and outdoors i go a little bit different because i have uh, more room so I'll, I'll i'll just be more liberal and throw as much in there um i i, I definitely cover everything with straw um is is the number one i get straw from right, from right across the street um it's just this barren field and this guy, my neighbor cuts it every year and I buy it from him. And so it's pretty, you know, pretty sweet deal. It's just been, been there forever. Um, um, so that's a pretty awesome deal. And I, and I get it in the fall and let it sit out all winter and get wet. And um, then I apply it in the spring. You know, I apply it in the fall and the spring, you know, so I, I bed everything down in the fall, you know, and, okay. and put everything to bed. And then usually have to patch it up because the dogs or ducks or, you know, whatever's gotten in there and made messes so i'll patch it up um but i i have a lot of stuff growing in there i have like calendula and poppies and um a lot of stuff that you kind of can't see honestly in in the pictures but more and more i'm trying to cultivate those like last year i did a ton of calendula i have like i don't know probably a, a turkey bag and a half of calendula seeds Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I went crazy. I was just like, I gotta get him, gotta get him. And I'm gonna like try to grow some more and just like keep that going, you know? Yeah, no, um, that's cool. And I really like that. And um calendula, is that a flower then? Is that yeah, so it's um it it's it looks like um it's it's yellow or orange and it's you know, um and, and um what's the its cousin that the people always want to plant the um um, I'm, I'm blanking on the name of it. I can look in the chat. Someone's going to be screaming at marigolds. Okay. People, you know, it, it's in the same family. Um, marigold is a calendula, but marigolds aren't, aren't, aren't uh, typically preferred because they carry thrips and stuff like that. And, and kind of could be a pest vector, but um, calendula uh, is, is brings in all the beneficials and is really good. And um, you can also make it into a lot of balms and salves and has a lot of healing properties um that smells good so i really like it um yeah and i just kind of dug into it this year last year and so 
but I have some tobacco going outside in, in little spots. I'll just kind of inter, intermix it with, with different things. You know, sunflower seeds I'll have out there. Um, a lot of, I got barrage. Um, and I do a lot of, a uh, lot of um, sweet alyssum and creeping thyme. I throw that all over the place. Um, lavender. Now, is there any companion planting you're doing as far as like, there's a lot, there's been a lot of balls or discussion around like the, the whole theory of like strawberry cough, right? Like you grew up mm. in strawberry fields, now it tastes like strawberry. Right. And, and there's, and I've heard people talk, uh, you know, chamomile is one I've heard mentioned. I, I have some chamomile in the mix too. I, yeah, I heard this, the Sunroots guy, I think, talk about that on a video I saw maybe a while ago, if that was right. But I've heard the chamomile thing too. And um, well, what's your question exactly? Before I, I'm say, just curious if that's anything you're kind of looking at with planting companions like that, or you're just trying to figure out pollinators and whatever. I, I guess my kind of my all my theory, all my thoughts revolve around diversity. I like to throw everything that I can at everything. You know, poop wise, biology wise, like I like to get stuff from all over, mineral wise. I don't like to just get, you know, like I like to get rock dust. If I'm going to, I'll get five, you know, why the fuck not? You know, instead of just buying, you know, five pounds, I'll buy one, five, one pounds or type of thing. And that's just kind of how my brain, you know, mainly from listening to Elaine's talks years ago when I was learning how to garden, it was just all about diversity and biology. And it just like really just made the most sense because then whatever was going on flood, you know, uh, or famine like it's it's uh there's biology there to to meet the bill so that's kind of i do with with the companion plants but um i haven't done anything specifically to like let's grow this cultivar right here by this and see if it increases it that being said i'm i'm dorky enough that i did plant uh a grapefruit and uh, two lime trees in my greenhouse and I've got a fucking ton of lime varieties I'm going to like plant them right by it oh yeah, yeah. so I would imagine uh, though man like I mean eagles talked about this too like when you harvest a plant and like you know I'll cut out the root ball but I'll still you smell terpenes you know what I'm saying like and he's he's changing out pots or whatever but but like you smell that root ball and it's like you know there's got to be something going on there where it's translating somewhat you know like even yeah like retransplant the same cultivar right in the same hole that you pulled the root ball out of you know there's this um this guy i met uh this this year this spring um his name is nick he, and he uh he has, has a company called rooted leaf and they make nutrients they make basically KNF nutrients uh, here in Anacortes, Washington. Um, it's just all fermented, essentially, um, different stuff. And, and uh, so I, he's like, told me that and he came over and gave me some stuff one day. And then he just kept coming over and like offering to, to bring me stuff. And, and, and he's just next level out there in understanding the chemistry and of, of, of fermentation and, and sourcing. And, and I like, I am so blown away and I have so much respect for, for this guy right now. Um, he sources his materials from all over the world. He gets teas and, and berries and um, I, I couldn't even do justice to the, the myriad of things that he uses to make. And, and I, he, he, every time he brings something over, I open up and just, you want to drink it. 
like, oh, there's Rosemary. And you were like always guessing and having a fun time with it. But they had they have all these uh, leftover materials after their ferments. And um, so he offered that we could have them if we wanted to go drive down there and get them. So we've been going down there and getting them. Uh-huh. And my buddy Sunnyland Groans working with me, and uh, so he actually went down today and got got a bunch of stuff, and and we're mixing in with wood chips and composting it, and um, it's very it's very aromatic. I mean, it just smells like so like you know. Um, so what would be the fear of trying to go right on your bed with that? That's just the kind of it would I, it would go anaerobic. Okay. Yeah, because it's alcohol it, it, in there. Is that what you're talking? Or? um yeah there probably is there could be a little bit of alcohol in there i mean I, i'm not smelling that you'd, you'd no. smell it um when, when it when it comes to me it's not anaerobic it's in a really awesome state and um but as it just sits there it will because it's mostly green material and so i want to mix it i want to just basically take it and took it straight into the composting process i had wood chips that were dropped and so i'm just mixing it in and watching that thermometer and if it gets it hasn't hit 140 yet you know i was hovering at 120 um but it's just kind of slowly cranking you know and and uh, i i had inoculated with uh, a bunch of fish poop two days ago and uh i bet that's so, gonna be golden man that's yeah that'd be sweet I, I like. I, 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 but uh, another thing that he, he he really targets in his nutrients, that's what he's targeting and he's testing for, and he's next level on that. And so he is like committed to doing some to, some tests with us, to being like, all right, you want to crank up the lime in this one, let's do it, and you want to crank up this in this one, let's do that, you know. And so that's I, that's going to be some fun stuff to play with. Well, and that's kind of feeding into the debate or conversation or idea of it. I have heard from from KNF guys, you know, using different fermented fruit juices, you can kind of steer flavors a little bit or pronounce, bring things out, you know, in certain cultivars or whatever. So there's some interesting stuff. Obviously, nobody's mapped anything out, but it's kind of like, you know, it's just interesting idea to think about, I guess. You know? Totally. Absolutely. Um, earlier I had heard you mention that you foliar with uh, full fulvic acid, and, and I know I've heard you talk about this before. This is actually a practice I do, um, partly because I've heard you talk about it and Dr. Faust, but um, how, how frequent are you going about foliar spraying with the, uh, the fulvic acid? And do you still use full power? I don't know if that's the one you use. Um, I just got back to full power last week. Um, and I love it. Um, I love full power. So yeah, I, I was using, um, it pressed at a compost for a while and to have that, that was having, I was having some mixed, some really awesome success and some like, uh, and some like, I don't know if that actually did good, you know? And I was kind of, first I was questioning my mixing, you know, am I, was I being sloppy or, you know? And so like, okay, dial it in Rutherford and no, you're, you're anyway. So, uh, I, I finally decided that it was, it was the, that the, the, the fulvic acid itself that was the issue. And, um, so I hooked up uh, coincidentally, I got someone contacted me, this company full ionic, or I, I always mess up their name. Damn, I feel so bad. It's, it's full, full, full ionic or something like that. And, um, 
I'm gonna have to find the bottle here and, and show you guys. I'm all out of it, but it, they do electrolyzed water in their fulvic acid. And I, they gave me, um, I think five gallons of it or something like that last summer. And I ran it all summer and I had, was having a really good success with it. And then they had one that they were adding a, a nutrient to. And so I was, I was thinking about that and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to try something. And I, I added um, C90 to the fulvic acid and I did that and it was like, blast off, dude. And I told, I told the lady about it and I, what I did and I was like, is that what you guys do? And she, she just kind of like smirked and I was like, all right, I got you. You know, she, she was like, wasn't going to confirm or deny, but um, I, 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 that's a little trick for, you know, once every month or two. Or are you talking with the uh, C9? Um, I, I, I don't remember. It tells you right on the back. Um, yeah, it's like foliar per gallon or something. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's like a it's 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 measured in pounds. The way I apply it, okay. Um, okay. so it's like half half a pound or something like that. If I remember. Yeah. I don't quote me on it. But no, I don't use it. I don't use it enough to remember. How heavy um, do you mix the fulvic acid then? Is that so? So I mix the fulvic acid. So uh, that I kind of went off base, um, but I mix fulvic acid at one percent. Okay. Um, however, Faust stuff is not at one percent. I don't believe. I haven't. I haven't done the conversion. It is it. It's like three milliliters per gallon or something. Is it three or thirty? Is it thirty? Three. Three. Yeah. I. Um, that, that's not one percent. Thirty would be one percent. Anyways, uh, I, 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 I've only used it a couple, you know, like a week. And uh, um, so I just was reading the back of the thing and mixing it. But um, I apply, you know, I typically just apply uh, any fulvic acid at 1%, you know. Um, and um, I, I, I shoot it as much as I fucking can, dude. I'll shoot it every day. I'll shoot it twice a day. I mean, you, you know, as long as you aren't over mixing, um, you really can't go wrong, you know. Now, what what benefit are you looking for from the fulvic? I mean, like, what are you? What are it's I see it. I put it in the. I put it in the in the, in with my compost tea too, if I can. Um, it's a, it's a. I see I see it as a chelator okay. of nutrients, and so it it it's a full nutrient in itself, is the way it's been explained to me. And so when I hit it hit it with foliarly, I'm giving the the plant a full load of nutrients. And um, essentially, the, I mean, this is all, you know, how people explain it to me. It, it's helping the plant uptake the nutrients from the soil better, you know. So where, where I'm missing, where I might be missing something in the soil, it's, it's, tar it's hit, hitting in the gaps, you know. And, and what I see visibly in the plant, you know, when I'm cueing in on visibly is, is leaf texture and, and play all the, all the things we see, you know, and I, I want to see the plants praying all the time, you know, not, not when they're going to sleep, but I want during the middle of the day, I want them praying, you know, and looking good. And then when I walk up to those leaves, I want to see them, you know, the leaves being, and I want to see when I touch them, I want to feel like it feels very leathery and not brittle and soft, you know? And yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm just, I, I was always kind of wondering because I, I typically use it like a few times a week, but I've always been kind of shied away from trying to go too heavy with it. And it's been an interesting topic because 
Um, I'm, I mean, there's been a couple other discussions where they're, yeah, adding humates pretty regularly or they're foliar spraying, you know, like you say, as often as you want. So I've really kind of stepped that up myself and just seeing what you're talking And that's about. my experience on my garden, you know, and I, but, but that's, that translates across all my garden spaces, my indoors. I mean, everything I do is, is the sim, very similar. I don't grow in pots. Um, generally, I mean, I have pots, I use them in the process, but it, it's as fast as I can get into beds, I'm in beds. Yeah. Um, th that's just easier for me. That's probably a huge advantage to getting, I mean, it's, it's a cool thing. So um, throughout the season now, are you, how are you going about approaching, um, you know, like when we're indoors or a lot of people outdoors even too think top dress, top dress, top dress. And I know you said you lay down the compost. Is there a plan that you really kind of make out for trying to, you know, feed the, feed the soil what it's going to need to support the plant throughout the season like are you doing testing on those and trying to add a certain balance of minerals or no I'm, I'm, I'm so sloppy honestly at this point um I used to honestly when I started the conference um so what was it before five years ago um yeah maybe just maybe before that, I, I was pretty strict on what I would do I had a soil recipe and I would take all the nutrients from that soil recipe and I would mix, there was about 16 of them, you know, it was all the typical stuff, you know, um, all the feather meals, you know, all everything. I would just get as much of it as I could diversity, you know? So if there's rock dust, I get five, you know, and I would just, you know, so it ended up being more stuff, but, um, and then, so anyways, I take that and I mix them all together and I call that my new pack. And um, I'd always have a five gallon bucket of that. And after every, harvest i would you know just lop off my my plants and you know sprinkle that over the top and scratch it with my fingers and you know get the mulch back on and and water it in and away we'd go but i ran into problems uh over time i didn't know about soil testing and i you know i didn't know a lot of things um and i basically overloaded my system with nutrients and when even when i built my farm here i did the same thing um, with the, excuse me, with that top layer of soil, I, I, I think I overloaded it with nutrients. Um, and that's why I was able to grow almost three or four years without adding really any more nutrients. I was adding compost tea could be inoculant or stimulant. We, we had that conversation, you know, so it, you know, somewhere in there, it could, it could have been one or the other, depending on what was going on. Um, but, uh, um, I think that I ended, ended up just having too much. And so as I, when I build a new garden now, I, I don't had hardly as much. I have a two or three uh, amendments that I'll add um, at a time. Usually uh, crab meal. I'm really interested in crab meal. Um, I'm really interested in seaweed, um, specifically maxi crop, which is very expensive, but worth its weight in gold, in my opinion. Now you get seaweed from them. Is that what you're getting? Uh, maxi crop. Yeah, because I get the maxi crop powdered seaweed, which is like almost black. Yeah. Like a yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that stuff. It, it's very expensive, man, to buy yeah. a big bag of it. Um, but it's 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 fucking jam. I like you that. know that is cool. 
and yeah. they're one of the originals that's the thing i always liked about maxi crop was like the dude that started that's the guy that studied the seaweed like um it's specifically the norwegian cold pressed kelp yes and i don't there's some other companies that do it but i don't know them to be honest i mean there's like there's seaweed out there and there's kelp out meal out there um but not the, the norwegian cold pressed kelp like that like that's the specifically what the study was studies were on you know um so that's, I just know that there's something special about it and I, I see, see, see it. And so uh, long story, I was trying to say is I, I add a lot less intentionally and I'm seeing better results and I'm relying more on compost teas, you know, and like in my different gardens around, you know, my greenhouse is, is an amoeba almost of itself. And I kind of need to like kind of give it a little teaspoon here or there. But in the other places I, I have to like, you know, kind of give them some more fulvic acid, but um you know, throughout the grows, I don't really do much other than water and um, hit them with the compost tea here and there, you know. Now, are you applying that maxi crop as a what, drench, what root drench or are you foliar? No, is a, is a, is a, is a top, top, like scratch in, you know. Oh, really? Like okay. with crab meal. Yeah. I'll mix it all together with crab meal and, you know, sometimes I'll have some alfalfa meal or some, some rock dust or feather meal I like to use. You know, so I'll do two or three of those kind of combination of those things. The feather meals I like because it's a, a good long-term slow release nitrogen, you know. Yep. Doesn't cause any crazy reaction for the microbes. Yeah, but I don't really, you know, I don't really do a ton of testing as much as I should, to be honest. Um, I'm going to start trying to fuck with some sap, sap analysis okay. um, and get in, getting into like micronutrient sprays is what I'm, I'm interested in. in delving into um the uh, i don't know if you could listen to the advancing eco ag podcast at all yeah. yeah i'm really interested in in what they're doing um unfortunately they don't want to work with cannabis people oh, i had yeah, a yeah i i was really bummed out um i have a, a hemp license too so i i, I contacted him i was like you know i got hemp i want i want to work with you guys on, on my hemp and they're like nope and then they had, they, they started a, a second company called Ozadia. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not, I, 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 I'm not into it, you know, and I'm not into talking shit about pe- some, this thing, but I don't, I don't like it, man. Um, it, it, you, you look at the page, you can make your decision yourself, but it's a nutrient feed chart and it's not what they talk about at Ozadia. You know, it's it's like there's five bottles and it's a nutrient feed chart like just like any other cannabis yahoo bullshit and I'm just like I want nothing to do with that, you know, and and the the I looked at their 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 videos online and they had some, you know I didn't like the environmental control parameters they were suggesting and so yeah. I was kind of I was bummed out about that but they they essentially won't work with me because uh cannabis or hemp and so they have this other company and so but i'm on the mission because i I really think that that um the john is is on some cutting edge shit right there for sure dude and and i think of anyone i've been listening to in in the realm of regenerative he is on some cutting edge fucking shit and he should be listened to but he won't listen to us and talk with us i've tried to get i've i spent time on the you know talking to different people trying to get him to come to conferences and 
He's yeah, just not a no, Or I mean, they they started this company, but I don't think they they don't understand. You know, well, he, I he, someone needs to get with him and, and explain to him like how we are and how where we are with the level we are at. You know, because yeah. he, I think he would be he would be so intrigued intellectually. I think with with because it's so similar to Hops. They work with Hops. I've listened to podcasts where he talks about that. And that's kind of what I rely on is this, just FYI for anybody listening. It's like he, he does a couple of them on, on hops where they actually improve yields. They, they improve um, flowering time, different things, you know, terpene expression, because that's important in hops too, you know, and it was uh, to me that fell right along the same line. But um, just well, to so, kind of so. break that apart, what you were saying though, the five nutrients, the difference of what you're talking about is doing a tissue test, you're trying to apply just the nutrients that it's missing. So if there's a little bit of iron needed or a little bit of, you know, potassium needed, you're going to add those that are that you see on the test and apply it as a foliar to just bring things in balance. And the whole idea is bring what, what's out of balance. Let's get the system back in balance versus yeah. adding A and B plus this booster and that, you know, I mean, it's a whole different idea behind it. No, thanks for saying it in a more clear way. And that's, I've relied on the fulvic acid to do that. And I think that we can do better, like based upon what I'm hearing from John is we can hit those levels. And and, and the whole goal is to just keep the, the race car charging, you know, terpene cranking, cannabinoids squeezing, you know, um, machine, you know, and um, yeah. So, so the, so uh, the, uh, he has a, a, a talk, a couple of talks about the nutrient, he calls it the nutrient pyramid, I think, um, or, or nitrogen, huh? Plant health pyramid. Plant health pyramid. And, uh, and, and then he talks about the nitrogen cycle and, and I just did this, man. I, I had, I've had some aphids in there just kind of hanging out since last fall. They, they crept in there when I closed the doors. And so I've just been spraying like, you know, um, the hypochlorous acid water on them and and just kind of squeeze them by and it's been really frustrating and i um put down some faa as a soil drench which is unlike me like basically like after this whole conversation right just told you i don't put that much down i just did this like a month ago and i and i looked at the bottle and it was from from my buddy nick and it's really good stuff and it is made from salmon dude it's this really cool stuff FAA made from salmon here locally and um, smelled really delicious. I almost drank, you know, tasted it and um, aphids took off, man. Aphids took off like overnight. And I was like, holy shit, I did it. I like, I wanted to like, you know, like I, I, I did exactly what you're not supposed to do, you dumbass. And so that's when I got motivated to call AEA and, and they wouldn't work with me because I, you know, I was just like, God damn it. So then I just bought like all the shit. It was like just online. I bought all the shit and I just like, I'm going to go after this myself. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, he was from what I remember him saying was like molybdenum or something like that. I'll have to go back and listen is one of the things that you can help balance out. I can't even explain it properly. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't <laughs> want to be an ad for him, but I heard the same podcast and it was, uh, they were, he was talking about there's excess amount of nitrates and that would build up. So like, like your dose there, the plant took up the form and then converted it into nitrate. And that's where 
that's what the aphids are actually after in the plant sap is that nitrogen, that free available nitrogen. And right. what he's talking about in that plant health pyramid is trying to get a plant that'll take that nitrogen up and instantly convert it into a protein, which is no longer available for them. And the sprays he mentioned were um, photomag, their um, C-stim and the uh, uh, rejuvenate. That was free as a foliar yep. whatever, but but yeah, and the whole idea there is you were trying to balance out the excess of that nitrate. So you're you're looking at supplying the plant with the other minerals it needs to process that into a protein. And that's kind of what he was hitting them at with. So there was that that was kind of the basis of it, I guess, or whatever. Cool. That's the yeah, thanks for it. behind it. Did it yeah. work for you though? That's what I'm I haven't about. done it. I just ordered the stuff. Okay. So yeah, um, we'll see. I ordered rejuvenate. I ordered all, I ordered like, you know, I don't know, six or seven of the micro um, nutrients and I ordered a bunch of stuff. It's so cheap. And this is the difference. That's why I, I got so frustrated because I, I just like, I've listened to the podcast. I feel like the dude's got, he's such, such, so right on. Like, I can't believe that he's, you know, just like, God damn it. Don't throw us a mixed bottle thing. And it costs a bunch of money when I'm looking at rejuvenate for five acres for a season is like 50 bucks. And I'm just like, pro, like I'm, we're down for that shit. You know, like you will sell out, you know, like literally sell out if yeah. you like, let us in. I think there's quite you know? a few people actually that do, you know, like you did and just, and like I did too, I just went to their website and checked out and ordered a few things because I mean, the way that's exactly how I looked at it, Josh, too, is like, well, fuck it. It's, you know what I mean? I'm going to get five different things from and I'm using them as a foliar spray. So that's what I was kind of interested in is, is could I try to balance out nutrition in the plants and, and actually get rid of some of the thrip pressure that I was seeing or some of the, you know, I mean, I'm in a, I'm in a field in a kind of a barn area. So I get a lot of bug pressure. So if I'm lax on my IPM, it falls apart. But the whole idea that I can, you know, I mean, work on plant health and, and bring things up versus trying to go in there and spray for war every two times a week or whatever is ideal to me. How's your mulch game? Uh, my mulch game lacks a lot. And that's actually an interesting thing you asked because uh, that's something I want to try working on a little better too. That's why you have thrips in my, in my, in my opinion. Interesting. All right. 100%. I think most problems are, are mulch prob problems. Mulch, like um, I don't have enough? Or I should yeah. have a thicker layer there? Yeah. How yeah, thick and that's, do you that's what Layton's whole concept in um, doing the layers for the indoor potting soil, you know, and doing the, this, these layers. The idea is that you're trying to get soil moisture consistency. Same thing when you're making compost or making uh, IMO, you're looking for target moisture, target oxygen level, making compost tea. It's all, this is all, right, bread, all this stuff. Um, and so with, when you have the mulch on there, you, you're keeping that, that, that soil moisture and you're also having the transition layer. And in that transition layer is where the nematodes live. And the nematodes eat your thrips and they eat all the stuff. And, 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 and it makes all the nutrients work. It literally, like 
I, you know, my aphids right now are because I don't have mulch. Okay. Straight up, straight up. And, and like I'm and, and I need to need to fix my blue mats because they got tore up by some mice. And then I need to get some nematodes down and and uh, get a mulch layer down. And then I want to hit hit up some of these sprays, you know, um, but like I have seen over and over again. And I like am the firmest believer like that would be the number one be all end all advice for living soil gardeners would be over anything else, anything else oh. just like. Is there a too thick of a mulch is what I'm wondering. Yeah, I mean, sure. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, you, you got to get the water it's down to the plants. Yeah, but manageable. I mean, if it's if it's a foot, it's going to be hard to get the water down into the soil. Right. So you got to consider that. Right. You know, um, but, um, you know, four inches, five inches, you know, is is fucking great you know like you want that soil and you can kind of you know push it down in there and a little bit and i like wood chips you know a lot like you know aged wood chips are really really epic for for mulch or rocks are even epic for mulch you know you could use pebbles or clay hydratin or um rice holes dude. rice hole anything like it's a moisture soil moisture layer thing you know okay. Cardboard. That's an interesting thought, though, because uh, I've I've always kind of looked at it like it is a little bit of a pain in the butt, you know. And I, I run some of the blue mot drippers. I got number fifteen pots, so it's like you know, I mean, I'm going around to each one dripper and each pot. Right, and that's it's hard in pots. It's really hard in pots. Yeah. But so that, I'm it's, what, it's what made the difference for me. I'll, I'm gonna definitely try that. I actually have a round that I added. A, little bit heavier of a mulch too than I'm normally done. So um, we'll have a, we'll see. I'll have to follow back. On that, I feel like. Yeah. So if, if, for I the thrips, that. <laughs> if for the trips, this is what I would do. I would uh, get a good mulch down, apply nematodes and uh, then do a spray of, uh, you know, wh whatever, uh, you know, Batillus, Subtilis or whatever is going to, whatever you, you need to do to hit the, the flyers. You got to okay. get the flyers, the mulch, and the nematodes will get the soil, the soil ones. But you got to knock down the flyers too, because otherwise they they can find places. So you got you got to do a, a double whammy. But then they'll be gone, like gone, you know. What kind then of they'll never come back? Do you know offhand what nematode? Or I'm sure I can look it up too. Just buy the the triple pack. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's commonly sold the tri tri triple pack or I don't know what it, you know you know. Yeah, I've tried them a couple of times, but I always feel like I fucked that up, man. The nematodes, they're just right. Like, dude, I don't know. My buddy, uh, Sunny Land Grown, I wonder if it's right here. I'll show you. Shout out, Chad. This, was a, this is a really good tech that he showed me. This is actually a bottle of them right here. Um, he has like a little, can you see that? Yeah just a little bottle with a, with one of these. And so he, when he walks around to his plants, he, you know, puts the nematodes in here. It's not nematode, it's nematode. I, I say it wrong too. And then you, the, the whole thing is that you need to keep them. They're so heavy. You set the bottle down, you know, set the bottle down and they, they start falling to the bottom of the solution. Yeah. And so then you go to spray it off and you're just spraying off water. You're not spraying off any nematodes. So they actually, uh, in a professional setting, they make a, a nematode uh, 
bucket. It's an agitation bucket that keeps them moving. So when you suck it out of there, that you're getting even supply of nematodes in your water supply. And you can't be over over pressure. They're very sensitive. You can't over, you know, use high pressure. So he has a, he has small little garden, not small, you know, he has a bunch of small little gardens and he's used pots. And uh, so I was asking him, and this was like a brilliant, simple idea that for the price you could go, because once they're, they, they'll grow, you know, they're, there's tons of food for them. So they're going to grow and eat and fuck. So you just got to get the, the mulch down. So they have habitat and you already have food because you have thrips. So just get them, you know, go around, and hit your pots. I like that. So that's like one of those uh, boxer jugs or something where you can just squirt it, right? I see the squirt. Yeah, yeah, you can just squirt it right out. Exactly. Yeah. That's dope. I like that idea because then, like you say, it's because you don't need a big volume of water, right? You're just trying to mix it and spread it out as evenly. You can't really see the dang things anyway. So it's like, that's a I'll shout him out. Uh, this is a pack of seeds from him right here. You guys should go check them out. Uh, pretty good plants, Sunnyland grown. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Dope idea. I like that, bro. I'm probably gonna get that because I've heard a lot of discussion about nematodes too lately. Even as far as uh, the whole nutrient cycling capability there, and, and increasing, you know, like in a lot of our systems, we tend to be like highly bacterial, you know, and. The, the protozoa and amoeba and the, the larger things that are consuming that that bacteria are kind of the what complete that cycle you know the life cycle so adding some of the nematodes in whether you're doing that through a, a compost or, or even buying them and putting them in you know it's kind of like people think of it like ipm like you talked about it hey we're attacking the thrips but it's actually nutrient cycling too you know so they should proliferate in there too i would imagine and you know, do more too. I mean, there's different nematodes too, I guess. Yeah, there's a whole slew, slew of them. Um, I we actually called Elaine on this. You know, so there there's some obviously some imbalance in my system right now, and and I had pulled the mulch off because I had um, um, roly polies, um, woodlouse got out of control. And I, I had planted um, the whole greenhouse full of seeds, like hand planted seeds in there. And I'm, I'm like really confident in seed planting. I, I like have done a bunch of microgreen planting. Like I grow a ton of seeds and I'm really good at, you know, I'm just really confident and I'm good at, good at it. And so I planted, direct planted them in, the, you know, just like I would with tomato seeds and not a one of them came up. No. or 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 the few that came up were gone the next day with these 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 things and i did it twice dude i did it twice like a dumbo plant first think later because no. <clears throat> i know like you plant uh you don't just plant a dozen of them you know? no it was a, it was a couple thousand twice oh, man. yeah and and then so i just got so angry and ripped the whole thing off and um and and then when i was gone over the winter um mice got into my blue mats and ate on my ate on my blue soaks so those got decommissioned for a season and okay. so those are yeah so so basically i've been trying to i've been trying to just keep pulling more like stuff out of there because like i have like living pet walkways too with just like stuff and and so i i lift up that and there's woodlouse there and so i've just been trying to get rid of those and 
So this winter uh, we put in insulation in the aisles and then um, pecs and then gravel. So we have heated aisles, but also get rid of the, the ability for, you know, woodlouse to eat anything because it's just going to be gravel, you know. Exactly. Um, kind of out of there for the most part or is it? There, I, I'm, we're working our way out of it. And so I'm, I'm in the finals, you know, finals. Now I'm ready. To, and so we called Elaine on it. I'm getting getting to the point of the story. We called Elaine about it and had a, had a Zoom with her. And she was like, dude, this is all basic. You know all this stuff. Make good compost, apply good compost. Compost has a diverse soil food web full of nematodes. Nematodes, the right nematodes eat the wood. You know, they, they don't eat the wood louse, but they put in, they infect them and they slowly kill the population i'm not exactly sure the mechanism but and and so we asked you know can we buy nematodes and apply them she's like uh kind of sort of you know it almost almost gave led me to the like idea that they were almost these nematodes were a biostimulant to the nematodes we wanted or maybe i'm messing that up right however yeah, the, the path that, is the path is fix the blue mats uh put the mulch down apply the nematodes and the and good compost tea and you know get everything back in balance get everything back in order back in balance apply the i'm going to apply the rejuvenate as an inoculant to make sure it's nice and balanced you know um just to fyi real quick on that rejuvenate the one thing i didn't like about that is it does carry some magnesium in it so just a thought on that so. It's kind of like cool. potassium, magnesium, and sugar. It's like a carbohydrate kind of thing. Right. It is. It's there inoculant. I don't know why the magnesium is in there. There must have been a reason, but it is there. So just a thought. Um, sometimes those, that's the one that I've, I've recently found is like um, really easy to get out of balance, especially on multiple cycles. You know what I mean? That's the one that it, you talk about like with hollow getting getting hollow stems is that what you mean oh just then in general just like magnesium applying it's like talked about so often but it's like to me in, in the living soil world like that's the one that gets in abundance more and shifts to throwing off the potassium you know and that's something i've recently been learning other people have talked about a podcast too and um but yeah it was just a off there i guess so. yeah We'll have to check it out. Do you think that plays a role in hollow stem, or was it? Is it magnesium, or it's one of the one of them? Um, the, I think it's magnesium. Yeah. No, maybe it's boron. Sorry, sometimes I get get confused. No, I know. I don't mean to get all technical. <laughs> it's funny. It's just yeah. It was just recently I noticed that, and it was on my mind. So it was something like in, in using the rejuvenate. I kind of noticed. I was like, oh, so. I've, kind of set that one back to the side a little bit for now and trying some different stuff just to see but i did torn up in chat that's what kind of led me to that too so but, but yeah man i um i we kind of covered a lot of my questions i don't know if there was something that uh because i know you're an early riser too i mean we've already gotten a couple hours deep in on this too so yeah, no, I'm I'm good for whatever, man. Um, Everybody's teasing my nematodes, my nematodes, or <laughs> potato potato. It's definitely yeah. kombucha, though. It's definitely kombucha, though. <laughs> <laughs>
that's funny. Everybody's kind of different accents. I like it, man. These all these shows are cool, man. The community has expanded so much. Like, uh, I mean, we got guys in chat from all around the world, and there's, you know, there's guys in the UK doing podcasts and, and uh, hangouts and different things. So it's, it's awesome. Like uh, all the different camaraderie, and people can have different accents, and we can say words differently and whatever. But we all communicate, you know what I mean? And it's all around this plant, you know what I mean? It grow it. it brings people together that's just the overall cool thing about it like no matter if you're growing this way or that way or you know if you're using avocados or not it's uh it's everybody <laughs> kind of comes together you know what i mean it should be that way anyway so I, I yeah man and the, and the goal is like yeah i mean i'll just want to get high you know and and not just get high i i, I never really say that but like we want to we want to smoke some good weed you know and like taste it and that's that's the drive behind it you know really and um no i feel you know. where you're coming from man because that's like been my whole drive too like ever since i started smoking as a kid it's like you know you get the, the shit brick weed or whatever from your buddy and you overpaid for it and picked all the seeds out and it was like the minute i picked seeds out i was like you can fucking grow this there's seeds. <laughs> you know what i mean and it just instantly boomed from there and it's been kind of this long pursuit of like you hear you know somebody talk about all oh, my you know strawberry cough back in the day way in the 90s was kind of like oh my god there's fucking strawberry flavored weed like i got right. brown shit that i'm getting in a fucking compressed brick like and it was just this always this carrot to chase you know like i wanted to have different flavored weeds like i want to be able to fucking open a jar and have three different ones that you can be like distinctly know what those are, you know, and you just have to smoke it. You don't even have to know. It's like, yeah, that's this one, you know. I uh, I I'm, I smoked brick weed once in my life. <laughs> like I grew up in uh, you know, the west the west coast, and like I mean, I didn't I didn't start smoking until I until I was probably like, I think the first time I was like nineteen, like not not young, um, like most folks, but still like, I think it was OG Kush, like you know, like. The second time I was, I remember it was grapefruit. It was like grapefruit. I remember the dude opened the jar. I was like, whoa, dude, that's weed. Like that whole car smells like grapefruits, man. Like, yeah, we're going to, you know, and like, it tastes like grapefruit, man. This is like shit. Wow. <laughs> uh, you didn't miss much without the brickweed, though, dude. <laughs> diesel and the brickweed was because it fucking smelled like diesel because they hit it in the fucking diesel tanks to ship it over here. Shit. <laughs> It spent hours saturated in a diesel. Right. So right there. That makes me cringe all this shit we probably had put down, dude. Just from the, the whole idea of how they went about things. It's like they probably sprayed like a motherfucker. Right. Just whatever, you know. Trust well, it's it. so it's so cool where what what's you know, like there's so much communication and learning and um you know, I can't keep up with it, man. I, I'm like in some ways, I just kind of start checking out when, when stuff gets like too fast for me, you know, because I'm like, just I, like, I'm just gardening too, you know, and so like, that's a, like, my garden is huge, and it takes a ton of work and time. And sometimes I look up, and I'm like, fuck, man, four months have been gone by. And I'm just like, barely even listening. People are talking about all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, damn, dude, like our learning is so rapid. There's all these avenues, you know, and it's really cool, man. And I, 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 you know, I, I, my, 
one of the main goals I, I always say of putting this conference together was to like really mesh the heads. And I, I want to keep doing that more. Um, but in a, in a, I don't know, I want, I want, I want, I want some, something, some resolve, you know? Yeah. yeah no, I don't know what that, I don't even know what that means, but like, I wish that we could put some grand testing together or something, you know, and really have all the, you know, like a lot of people, you know, all, all, all together to look at, look at a test and do some, a, a big, big field full of testing and like, like, all right, look, here's what we learned. Y'all yeah. grew some pretty damn good plants, you know, <laughs> in, in these different ways. I don't, you know, and this, maybe we'd learn this way. You could bust up the THC this way, you know, this one you can do that with, or, you know, all these things we talk about. And Well, that's what's cool. I think it moves like the, the whole, uh, I guess the idea of like the consciousness of the community, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody's learning new stuff and, and doing podcasts like this, you know, or, or other ones where people actually, you know, with experience and, and take the time to share that with other people. And it, and it moves it forward because somebody's hearing an idea. Somebody heard an idea from something you said tonight, and it's going to spawn a whole new direction. And then a year from now, they can come back and be like, you know what, dude, I heard this idea. And I've been doing this for a year. And this is what I got. And this is what I've seen. Well, and it's. And it though, you know? Yeah, and I think that's why it's important that we need we are honest. You know, I kind of was saying that 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 kind of stuff earlier, like in like this. I'm kind of like, well, this is my experience, you know, right now in my scene, because there could be all these un things that I don't understand that are happening. I only understand so much, you know, and and uh, you know, even in this podcast, you've done a better job of explaining the things that I've been trying to explain. Um, because my knowledge is, so, is a little bit li limited, you know what I'm saying? And so I just, I just think, yeah. You know, my point. Yeah. It's a cool deal, man. The whole community thing. And, and it, 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 yeah. I guess it, I don't know. I'll drive it more, but like, I feel like there's a lot of like, there, there's a lot of people that do stuff and don't talk about the failures you know, as much. And the failures are, are where the learning's at. And like, it takes, it, it, it hurts a little bit, but like, I feel like I still can produce really fucking good flour, like better flour than almost anyone in my state on a commercial level and still have failures or, or mess ups, you know, along the way and be learning these things. And sometimes it's, it's hard for people to understand that, but like, that's also where the learning is as a community. You know, because then someone else might like you're like you're saying like I need I might need to check out this magnesium thing. I that wasn't in my head, dude. So now I'm gonna have to like, you know, take a second and check it out, right? And so that's cool, right? It, you know. Yeah. No, and that's why. Yeah, I was like trying to. It wasn't exactly a failure for me, but it definitely was. Uh, I mean, for me personally, it was something I noticed in the plants once I went under like LED really drove the uh yeah imbalance as far as visual with the plants so it was kind of a that's what drove me to get some testing done but it was eye-opening you know what i'm saying it was really eye-opening and to hear that that was a really common thing that he sees and i'm talking about soil doctor um bryant mason or whatever so like yeah i sent in a couple samples and had him and he said that's something he commonly sees you know that, that whatever for whatever reason that kind of goes up is that a it, it is that a an led specific thing i heard you say led 
No, I just think that the LED kind of flushed it out as being a noticeable problem. I think it was always there. It just, yeah, whatever about the LEDs drives the plants a little harder. And, and I think it kind of made it show its hand, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? I, um, I just recently, like I bought all these LEDs with my greenhouse and I didn't like them the, the day I got them. Um, they weren't, I got, I got sold the, the shitty model, you know, and, um, you know, we walked out there with the light meter and they're just like, no, not enough. Like, great. <laughs> you know, he just bought $120,000, not enough light, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, um, I got, I got a, a stimmy pack on it, you know, from, you know, so I ended up only having to pay like 20 or whatever, <clears throat> but, um, I decided to, another local grower was over and they were like you you wanna you don't like those lights i'm like fuck no you know give me some hps he's like dude i'll trade you two to one and i was like done deal you know like because I, I you know they also provide heat in the winter which is yeah. the only time i need the lights in the greenhouse yeah. so i'm like dude <laughs> like after i did all this well i'm coming full circle and so now i actually have switched out most of my greenhouse i have i have like you know i've maybe four more HPS to add. And I have, you know, cause you do do 36 in a, in the, that style greenhouse, my size is pretty standard. Um, and I still have some LEDs in there, you know, I have, I think almost a full row and then I have a patch of a few of them here or there, you know, and uh, we could walk, so we could walk down the aisles and look at, you know, here's the ones that have HPS only. Here's the, the ones that have HPS and LED Here's the ones that have just mostly, you know, mostly LED and definitely the combo was the board that were the best looking plants in a okay. greenhouse, getting natural light as well. Um, and in the same move, I, in my, all my indoor rooms, I was like, well, oh, I'm going to save myself a buck and I'm going to put these extra fucking LEDs in my indoor grow rooms. And so I did that in one foul swoop without thinking about it and um and uh in in one of the rooms i didn't tag any of my plants which is a common thing to me and i'm breeding in all these rooms i know what the males in there and i know that i have a splattering of all my genetics in there and you know i was like i'll just go and tag them you know in flower right which is something that I commonly do if, if, if whatever, you know, I'm just like, don't worry about it. And anyways, I didn't know. And maybe this is that's something that's a, a nutrient deficiency that I don't know about, but all the morphology and all my plants was totally different. They all look the fucking same. And I could barely tell the difference in smell in some of them. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? And so I, I like what that one room, I just called total wash and decided to do a, a fucking open pollination. Like, I, I mean, it's eight lights of fucking seeds with all my <laughs> genetics. And I just went and just spread them on the ground. And I'm like, I'm going to do open pollination. Fuck it. Like, but I, I don't know. Like, so the question is long story short, I've said that like five times on your show. Um, it's all good, man. No. Is that common with LEDs? Do you, did you experience that, the plant morphology? was just like totally different and like does it is that a nutrient deficiency that you learn to solve or i mean my I, my environment's on point you know i'm running hot temps you know 
for me personally, it was a matter of understanding, yeah, a lot to do with um, the amount of DLI or da that daily light integral, which you're doing your calculations if you're running your greenhouse lighting. Out. For my greenhouse, but for these guys, I mean, I, I have a little power meter on my phone, nothing fancy, right? The, 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 and I actually had the guy that, the guy that, um, funny enough, that sold me those fucking LEDs, came back and bought half of them from me. And he, when he was in here, I, I was like, hey, come check these rooms out. And I showed him. And he's like, yeah, you're right on. He had a fancy light meter. He, he thought I was right on according to his spec. Okay. All right. So that's the thing I noticed or I ran into was like when I went to the LED, if I was running at full power, the actual amount of intensity hitting the canopy was if you if I calculated that out to the DLI was like way higher than what I really wanted. And so I was having to dial them back to kind of. So I was really hammering the plants with light and that was where I was seeing it was really showing its hand on, 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 you know, the purple stripe. Interesting. And like yellow topping. Some of that. I didn't get, I didn't get any yellow topping. I mean, I'm getting, you know, but, that's but a, um, that was under a light stress, I guess is what I was. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. Uh, so I wonder if I, I he, and I, and this guy probably wasn't thinking about that the guy that sold me probably wasn't thinking about DLI. So like, I wonder if I could like, uh, I, I've done this before, but like switch my lights to a pattern within the light cycle, hmm. you know? So like, you know, half the room, like in the room, within the room, half the lights are on or, or maybe every other for, for, for half an hour. And then the other half hour, the, the other ones go on so that they would have less light overall through the period they would stay in photo period but you know they the, the intensity would reduce over overall yeah because that's actually kind of an interesting thing i just came across too is like the idea that uh so as light intensity increases the plant's rate of photosynthesis decreases so like I guess the way to look at it would be right. Like, that right, yeah, yeah. Like it's a curve, you know what I'm saying? So right, yeah. You give it the less, the less efficient it is. So if you jump, you know, from 500 ppfp say to a thousand, you're not necessarily doubling your yield or doubling your, you know, photosynthetic rate or what it can produce because it's still a reaction or whatever. But, but yeah. So the plant is actually more efficient photosynthetically produce the so as like the same dli it would be having less light over a longer period to maintain that same dli number versus like a shorter day and hammering them with light because the plant's right. going to be able to utilize the light more efficiently in actually producing the sugar that it wants right. makes sense but that's something yeah like the dli thing was a curve that you know definitely had to kind of figure out for me anyway to to really kind of that so then dim, dimming is the answer is simply is the is simply the answer yes yeah yeah dimming it was the answer or changing time on you know what i mean so either way but yeah. yeah there's definitely some uniqueness about it you know but it the one thing that gets me is it's uh it's so common to hear people talk about adding magnesium for those. And like, for me, you know, maybe that's what threw mine so out of whack is I did try that at one point, but it was always a negative reaction. Anytime I applied a, you know, like an Epsom salt to the foliar, it was like a negative in the plant. So I, you know, I just naturally shied away from it just from visually seeing 
the response in the plant. So it, it was interesting that the soil test fell in line and showed that as being way the high out of balance one because that's actually what I was seeing through my foliar, you know, spraying too with them. So they responded really well to potassium or amino acids or, or like, you know, the fulvic acid. And, and I was low in nitrogen, I was low in potassium, you know what I mean? So it was kind of like seeing that little test made me give all these ahas to right. the plant, you know, from the way it was growing and responding to stuff too. So it made it pretty interesting. But yeah, man. So that's kind of what, yeah, those are the list of questions I had, dude. I don't know if it's yeah, a steam or not or, or whatever. Um, I, I do have some other uh, thoughts on, uh, you know, you, you mentioned breeding. So I do want to bring up the fact that you've got the regenerative uh, seed, seed company going still, right? So, and, uh, and I like the idea behind that. I'm just going to give this quick spiel of the idea that um, the soil biology that the plants were bred in is actually getting imparted into the seed that is getting sold. So so in a lot of cases, like someone like me, I'm growing in a living soil system. There's some thought or debate or course of debate on whether, you know, I mean, if I get it from a hydro system, is it going to do as well as if I got it from a regenerative camp? The other thought is, is that I'm getting an inoculation somewhat of the biology that that original garden had too. So. There's some pretty cool lines of thought behind that. So I think it's a cool concept you put together there. Yeah, man, I think um, it would be cool when we can sell the, the seed and the weed, you know, the seed in the, in the buds, because then like we could really sell like a, a true, you know, um, and, and I, I've been thinking about this. Have you heard the, I, I bet you heard the, the Dr. James White stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For anybody listening, that's that rhizophagy. Like the rhizophagy and, and the, the, the relationship with microbes um, and endophytes and, and the, the plants and, and, and the seed. And, and um, so I, I heard his talk with, um, on AEA with John and um, I emailed him. Um, this was last year pre-COVID and I was like, wanting him to come out to the conference and he was down and then COVID happened and we just stopped it. So we we talked on the phone a couple of times and, and then we actually did a future cannabis project together show. I don't know if you, you caught it, but um, that one like, um, I actually should go back and listen to it, listen to it because it was, it was, it, I was like a fucking fun moment for me because um, as he was given his, every time I listened to his presentation, it's kind of the same, the same presentation, you know, maybe a little bit different here or there, but um, I always have these, these thoughts and I'm like, well, that's true. Then this, and then, so then I got to ask all those questions and mostly I was interested in seed storage and biology and the transfer of, the microbes you know through through that process and, and that, that basic question like is it true is is you know is biointelligence and seed seed production true and basically we got to the bottom of yes you know and the yes seed should be stored with biology on it similar to the way we store our compost similar to how uh 
Leighton was able to uh, store his compost at just the right amount of moisture stability to hold stasis and then sealed up, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and as, as I've been thinking about that and, and um, harvesting weed and drying weed with seed in it, I, I think that um, it, it's probably going to be best that we do it wh where the weed is slightly a little bit wet, you know, and spongy where it's like a little bit like you don't want to smoke it because it, it's a little bit too, too, too harsh almost. And I don't know. I mean, I mean, we need to take this to the microscope. I'm just, I'm kind of just hypothesizing in this, you know, as I look at it, look at this, as I, you know, don't cure weed, right. Don't dry it. Right. And I pull the seeds out and I think about it, you know, and when you do that, you know, how, like, if you don't get enough moisture out of the bud, like at the end, um, it doesn't, you don't bud rot it necessarily, but it kind of can ferment a little bit and change flavor. And it's yeah. not from what it originally was. And it kind of goes to this, like, fermented thing and you're like fuck you know like no, I, yeah like if you haven't done that then you haven't dried enough weed, <laughs> dried enough weed in my opinion and but i think that at that stage somewhere in that stage there is where we're going to have a good moisture content uh to keep that biology on the seed is where i'm trying to get to because okay. because the where we have it to dry and smoke is a little too dry i think I get where you're going with that, but I, that's where I was the going. The idea, with. though, is uh, even having them inside the seed shell too. You know, what I mean, like the plant. Sure. Right? No, that 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 exists too. Like that, the, they're, they're on the root. They're, that that that's all there. But I, but the whole package, you know, then then the seed really is like you say, an inoculation, in, you know, from my garden to yours, or vice versa. Yeah, I think that's a interesting way to look at it too, as far as like uh, transfer of possibly transfer of some type of a terroir too, because you know the thought of different uh, soil biology stimulating the DNA in the plant differently to express a certain way differently even plays into those those flavor profiles. So possibly having that biology present from the original garden might even impart more of the original expression so to speak there's a lot of thought or dreams about it i guess there's nothing to back it yeah up. so how much um do you mess around with your temperature in your indoor with your in room like um, when i in my in my indoors i i i um i like to keep them the same temperature day and night is that what you're talking about mm -hmm. i try to keep it within a 10 degree swing so yeah, but in my but in my greenhouse, I I go I I cool at eighty six. Um, I keep my humidity at during the day. I heat to two seventy eight during the day. I cool to seventy to eighty six. I keep my humidity at seventy, sometimes sixty five in the winter, okay. um, and then at night I drop to. Uh, what is it now? 55. Oh. Uh, and that ain't nothing, right? That ain't nothing, man. Um, and uh, I think I have it at 55, 60% humidity at night. I don't remember, actually. I have to go back and check. I, I, I just, I'm just, I'm banking it. I'm bringing it down to get ready for opening it up for the summer. 
because it gets cold here at night. Like it'll be 50 degrees, like 50 to 55 degrees at night on the regular in August and then 84 degrees during the day. And in my greenhouse, it's, you know, 87, 90, you know, two on a really hot day where it's, you know, um, and so I like it, it'll go that far. And we have high humidity too, where um, I don't get sun in half of my garden in August till 10 o'clock. And there'll be dew on the plants still at 10 o'clock, like every day, every day. And like with buds on them, dew, like, you know, in the, in the fall. And um, that is, and, and learning from, from Kevin Jodry, um, like those guys in California have so much experience because they, they, they grow from the coast, like where I'm at, I'm five minutes from the beach all the way out to the desert. You know, if you, I don't know if you, how much time you've been out in California, but it, it changes quite a bit and there's all these different hills and, and um, anyways, the, the more temperature variation you have, the more humidity you have, the colder you get, the more terpenes, the more flavor, you also get a softer butt. And you go and you move into the drier regions, you get a harder bud, but it's 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 hotter and drier and it burns off your terpenes. They're just more volatile in the dry. So it's interesting that you said that because you're actually the second person I've heard say that. And I can't place where the other was, but they said that, um, yeah, wider range in day to night temperature can actually trigger a, um, a higher terpene expression from the plants or it'll, it'll trigger the plants in different ways like uh, whatever their genetic expression is for that colder but it but it definitely changed their um, reaction I guess or whatever so yeah well, I put cold on them at, at finishing flower trying to get them to throw the purple colors but just to clarify like we're talking about just allowing a bigger swing in temperature from day to night not necessarily like freezing them just to freeze them or whatever yeah and i and i i had done that too you know you know so when i, I used to have warehouse and so i would do a lot more uh i would have a lot more play there and and, and do those things and leave them in the dark for 24 hours and harvest in the dark and um when it comes uh, come all back around some of those things are really good ideas like i think harvesting in the dark is a really good idea a really really good idea um, and I, and I think that I, I actually was struggling with, with some curing for a while. And I was like, that's one of the thing, that was one of the things that I was missing. What, you know, and, and I, I've, I know that through cloning, you know, and so I don't know why that didn't translate in my head, you know, very quickly, but, um, you know, I can't take a clone out of my greenhouse past 10 o'clock, 11, 12 o'clock, you know, you know, today I took, took the last ones at 12 o'clock. And they were still were a little droopy. Um, in the summer, I couldn't do that. But it, but in, a, in an indoor grow with big 1,000 water, water just right above those suckers, I can go in there and cut them pretty much any time of day. You know, no problem. Put them in the cloners, no problem. Yeah, yeah. But they'll just they'll just droop right over. I mean, they'll droop in minutes. You know, like you pick them up, put them right in the water. You know, nothing. They just droop because they're they're just open and expressing, and the water's flowing so fast, and they can't handle it. Um, Now, do you, uh, do you mess with planting by the moon cycle or anything? Um, it's though down. No, I wish I did. That's one of those things I always, always, um, 
want to do, but I, for whatever reason, I just, I don't know. I do. I've not been able to dial that in. Like, cause I, I think it's just, I, I'm just growing a lot of plants, you know, and doing, so I'm, I'm looking at that, you know, <laughs> I was just wondering too, because like there's there's like people swear by harvesting certain type of moon phase, and and uh, I'm not actually sure how true it is, but there's a uh, one that's referred to as like a water moon, and I want to say even in agriculture there's certain crops like uh, what is it wheat or one of them that one of the grains that they harvest and it's certain percentage of water weight more if they harvest at a certain moon schedule and stuff too. I just wonder. I mean, I don't doubt it, and I, I think it makes a lot of sense the gravitational pull, um, and and how that works, and and you know, like I used to uh, do a lot of my seed germination in little cups. I'd soak them, you know, for 24, 48 hours or whatever, and I feel like I could see the difference. Maybe then, I could notice it, you know. But but now I do all my germination like directly in the soil. And um, I don't know if I can notice the difference, man, to be honest. So um, it's something I'd like to do, but I just haven't in, in my, my scheduling. I just haven't had the like, I haven't made it a focus, I guess is probably the best way to say it. Yeah, no, I, and some people are swear by it. Like I say, you know, and some people are like, yeah. it's just like, I don't know if it lines up to what I'm doing or when I'm doing it, maybe, <laughs> you know, but it's a whole different ball game. Like you say, like just to kind of, back what you're getting at i mean like cracking six seeds at a time is a whole lot different than six thousand at a time you know yeah or 100 or 200 or 500 is is a lot you know and like to this morning before noon me and me and sunnyland grown we took like 800 cuts you know um that and like you know are those all different phenos then josh are those like from seeds he took he did four trays of one of one one cultivar and i did um basically four trays of one cultivar but different phenos so i was i was i was kind of walking back and forth that makes it a lot tougher if you're trying to like keep track of you know this trace right phenos in it right right yeah yeah but no no typically it's like a, a five gallon buckets worth of cuts like bit you know bustling like bucket full of cuts that we just you know we're just like it, so for what we're doing right now because i'm trying to i'm taking on a second license and we're trying to put two thousand plants up there and then um i'm um sending uh 1500 plants out to my buddy in eastern washington and then i need you know a thousand ish two thousand at least here i don't know i'm i'm i'm, I'm kind of like flexible on the number i have here i'm i'm you know yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a, I'm doing a lot of full term this year. Where in the past I tried to do depping and last year and and um, I don't know I I've had I had I'm going for hash and, and full term hash this year and and RSO and then I'm I'm leaning on my greenhouse hard to uh, to to make some flour and then I got this new one that I'm building so I can keep on my veg and that that's really changed the whole game for me. Before I had to like balance my greenhouse is a veg and flower depending on the season and the year. And, and so that's, that's kind of, everything's been really hectic, but if I have this full-time huge veg, it's going to drastically change. That greenhouse is going to be flipping, 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 flipping for the first time. And so um, I'm really excited about, 
Yeah. Uh, now, do you bring in cruiser people? I mean, you said you mentioned friends help and stuff, but is it primarily you or do you have people? That it's, come in? Yeah, it's been primarily me um, for years. Um, and then I have people come in and harvest um, and sometimes plant. I have people come in and plant and, and other tasks too. You know, like sometimes I'll have friends come in, like help me tag, you know, because it's a lot of tagging, okay. um, stuff like that. Um, and, and honestly, uh, I hate to say it, but I, the older, I have a really bad back, like really bad back. And that's how I got into this. And so the older I'm getting, like to, I did to crank out a thousand tags on my knees is like, really, I kind of like busting my ass a little bit. So I'm like, just like pay someone a little bit to do that. Um, so, but that, that, that helps me get numbers too. And then I can do the, the, the chores of watering and nutrients and, and most of the pruning and like most of the care all the way through to harvest, you know, um, taking on this tier three, that'll be too much for sure. That's way. F- so I've, that's why oh, Sunnyland Grown's working with me, Seattle Super Chronics working with me on this. So we got like a, a team and, and then, and then they're bringing in friends to do, you know, tasks. So we had like five people out yesterday, you know, doing clones and and transplanting and like you know all the stuff so it's kind of it's fun i got a crew going right now and it's fun to smoke and hang out with folks and that man that makes it a lot better some you know i yeah. can work alone too so it's kind of like yeah at some point it's like nice to have a little camaraderie with it it's a at the end of the day it's a you know a, 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 an accomplishment a, a group accomplishment kind of thing you know it's a, totally it's fun yeah yeah so yeah and then uh seed wise i'm i'm that that that's all clone work which is 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 fun um seed wise i'm i'm really just doing my own stuff and um and stuff of jeans crosses or crosses off jeans crosses that i made um for the most part i have some other people some stuff some mails that i pulled from other people's stuff that i'll be working in this year um Last year I pulled, I have like, I don't know, 12 or 13 mails out. <laughs> What's up? As I was going to say, unless you don't want to say or whatever. No, no, no. Uh, uh, last year I pulled, let's see, I got a cool skunk band from Dominion. Um, and I got like a bunch of stuff, a cool polecat. Um, there's a lime pop kush from Jack Jean that I pulled from a big sift. Um, there's a Pam from, uh, family tree seeds that I pulled. That's pretty cool. And I got the black wop mail. Um, I'm forgetting a bunch of them. There's a bunch that I haven't asked. You have that sky jar of like Bristol G2. I thought you said you were working more on that. No, I have the, I, 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 I went the, um, with the, I did the Sky Jaro again. Um, I'm, I made the F4 on that. And then, um, uh, I did the Sky Jaro Lime Pop, not the Ghost. Um, I did run them, but I didn't, I, I wasn't able to make seeds on them. They didn't, they didn't, ha- they couldn't handle the environment for whatever reason. The, um, the, the Sky Jaros did the best for me. Um, and then I found a few of the lime pops that worked. And so I just like, all right, I'm going to take those and move those forward. And, um, I just saved them, saved the males and I haven't done anything with them, but the males that I'm excited that I'm, that I'm like focusing on 
right now is the cherry lime male that I pulled and I've used him on a bunch of stuff. So I need to open up and test that gear. Um, and I got a couple of root beer males I want to mix in. Um, root beer GMO backcross males and um, ATF. I got these two ATF BX males. Um, I like to do twos. If I can, twos or threes in the males. Um, like pollinating at the same time? Uh-huh. What's the thought behind that? Though? Diversity. Okay. Genetic right. diversity. Um, yeah. I mean, if you can, then, then uh, you know, I'm just trying to make cool stuff. And then as I find cool stuff, then I can narrow down, narrow down in on it, you know? Um, so I, you know, the black pop gold is, I'm, I'm just going to focus it down, down on gas, you know? Um, yeah, no, but these, AT, yeah, these two ATFs, they, 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 uh, they go totally different directions in flavor and, um, so I don't, I don't, I, there's one that is the, yeah, I, I don't know what they're going to do until I dump them, test the progeny, you know, so then I can go, okay, this one puts that, this one puts that, you know? Yeah. That'll be cool though to see, especially right. if they're that distinctly different, if you have markers or something that kind of, right. So that, so that in that case, I, I can do that, but then often I just like going, okay, well, I just, you know, and, and it's partly because I, I, when I started learning to garden, I was reading organic gardening books uh, about open pollination, pollinated seeds. And so when I started my vegetable CSA years ago, um, I only grew and I marketed it like it was cool. I thought it was cool that I grew only open pollinated seeds. And in my mind, that's like, that's, that's super open source. And like, you know, that you can give someone a tomato and that they can take that tomato and make that same seed. And it's just that simple. And it's going to be that same tomato, you know, and we don't really have that in cannabis. Um, but in some ways we could, we could kind of get to it with work, you know, and that's why, that's why I was talking about that open pollination project. Like I'm literally just going to, I was like, fuck it. I've always wanted to do this. Like it's something, you know, it's kind of a, it was a joke, but it's something I've always wanted to do. And just, you never have like the, the gumption to waste, you know, you think about wasting, I even just said a wasting a room, you know, cause it's going to take me how many generations? I don't even fucking know. Six, seven, eight, you know, and, and then it'll neck itself down and it'll be what it is. And I, and it'll just, it'll be, it'll be a result of my environment, what I, the nutrients I'm giving it and, you know, however else I affect it, but, but it, it also how the genetics just neck themselves down and, and, um, that I think is a really cool fucking thing to be able to like Johnny Apple seeds and shit, you know, and, and, um, have the same thing with every seed, you know, I, I don't know. That, that sounds cool to me. Yeah, no, I like the concept though. I just haven't heard a lot of people talk about it. Like, uh, it is something like I did similar, just fucking around. I made a handful of seeds, but I, I did the same thing. I used multiple males and, and, uh, multiple girls and then, but I, you know, each girl, I guess I kept separate, you know, so I kind of knew, but the thought there was opening up that diversity just to kind of get a, you know, a crapshoot out of maybe a sure. three-point shot or some shit that switches, you know, like, who knows? Just totally. Whatever. But I like it. Yeah, it's, it's everything's, cool. everything's cool in the room, so, like, 
it's got to be cool. Whatever's going to come out, it's going to be cool. I think, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, that's the thought. I mean, it's outside of having traits or problems that might pass along, right? Like, uh, like you know, hermaphroditic or whatever kind of. I'd see that along the way, you know, they may be like, oh, shit, well, that sucks. I just wasted, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, I get you. And that's kind of my thought, too, is I can do a little messing around. And, like, now I got a handful that I kind of put together a couple of combinations. And who knows? You know, like, it's it's all just playing around. So I dig it. I, I'm starting to get into it more and more. So learning more about it. And, like, it's it's cool stuff, the, the whole idea of how how you want to express that or bring it to the, the people if you do bring it out there or what you're really trying to go after you know or do you want them all to look identical or do you want them all to be inbred or are you trying to make something like grandma or whatever yeah it's, it, there's a lot of different things you can do and it's it's really fun um what uh what are you uh what are you growing in your garden right now oh man i got a ton of them <laughs> i got kind of a few uh a few too many probably but um shit uh i actually just harvested that sky gyro ghost og i got two phenos that's kind of the first time even smoking them they're just barely dry and then uh uh grim glue from um uh, brothers grim i got uh sea stars from 808 genetics um guys some of my keepers i keep running are like rascal berries from uh, uh sin city seed uh, blue line pie from Sin City, unicorn poops like Thug Pug. Um, I got a grim, uh, Gorilla Luke four cut. I got an original, supposedly original Ghost OG cut. Supposedly, you know that Gorilla Goose. These are cuts I received, so I don't know how far back they go. They fit the profile um, for what they're supposed to be. So, and one I'm really interested, and in, I don't know if you've ever. Uh, experienced a ton but it's an old cut of skywalker og and i received it from a friend who was like shutting his room down and he was like this is this is the one if i had to get my one that i wanted to save this would be the one you know so so i saved it for a few years and it was actually really struggling it always would stay you know kind of in pissed off mode it was like purple stemmy and three leaves and shit like that for quite a long time and recently it snapped out of it and it is the fucking most kick-ass smoke it's like my favorite to smoke all the time it's got it's almost hard to describe but it's like a, it's just a, such a cool flavor it's um so that's one i'm kind of excited for because i did hit some of the males to that um you know like i said it was just a rooted clone so it was like i got 50 seeds or whatever from it but but it's going to be one that I'm excited about to see if I, that flavor will kind of carry through in the, the progeny, you know? So. Man, uh, I, I, uh, I, um, I'm such a dork. What, what year was this? Like, I don't know. Number of years ago, there was a star Wars movie coming out and I was like, I got the fucking death star. I got the Skywalker here. I fucking go, bro. Like I would line up for Christmas, you know? And, this was dispensary days, you know, and uh, no one gave two fucks. They were just like, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the movie's coming out next week, dude. 
<laughs> they give two fucks. <laughs> like, how much do you want? Like, way too much, fucker. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I did two rounds on it. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if I had the right cut or if I it, it just struggled in my garden for whatever reason. Like, um, I had got some big old yields on it, but it, the, it wasn't like the, the flavor profile wasn't wasn't hitting me right. So. When you were saying that, I was like, I'm, I want, you know, maybe I, maybe I wasn't giving enough love or something, didn't give it the, 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 you know, proper time. And I don't know the legitimacy of the cut either. It was just, this is what, you know, it, it obviously has some really unique flavor to it. So I understand why it was his favorite or whatever. And, and uh, but yeah, it's just always kind of intrigued me because it's kind of, yeah, just something that's a mystery or an anomaly a little bit, but. I guess as far as unique things, that's kind of the one I think I got that might be a little bit cool. Because I hear a lot of people talk about the dog walker, and I don't know if there's a relation between that and the original like Skywalker either. So, um, no, it's Chem Dog and Albert Walker. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I I mean I can't say that there's no relation, but uh, I don't know. I I think the Skywalker is a headband offshoot. I'm, I'm going to mess up in my, you know, yeah. someone's chat should correct me on that. But, um, uh, they're the Albert Walker. I don't believe those two are related. Okay. Well, what ones are you excited about then as far as, uh, flavoring wise, flavor profile wise, or what would you, what would be your, um, find out of them, I guess. I'm really excited about the root beer right now. Um, obviously like that's, it's got a lot of hype on it, but it's uh, I, I got to, to to run the flowers as I was dumping the cherry lime lime males on them that I got. I was just a pollen chuck, and I thought I I put those in there and took cuts, and then took the cuts and put them in my greenhouse, and I did that a long time ago. And they're you know they're six feet tall, and I've got cuts on cuts on cuts on them, you know, stacking up for the season, and so I haven't got a chance to smoke it. Um, so it's been, it's a long awaited like deal here. And um, I actually got this, I'm really excited about this. Um, this is uh, Chem Dog Special Reserve Cross Root Beer. And I'm gonna pop these uh, the next day or two. Oh, yeah. So um, I'm excited about root beer and I got, I'm, I'm really excited about a, a lot a lot of my garden, man. I'm, I'm pretty tough on selection. Um, the males, you know, they're, they're this thing, oh, thing over here. But when it comes to like cuts, um, I got this really cool Ethiopian. Um, a couple of years back, uh, Joel from my Tao Foundation gave me a bud. And he's like, he's like, like this is from Ethiopia. Um, you know, if you find any seeds in it, like count your blessings, you know, type deal. And I got a couple seeds out of it and, and ended up put, getting two to germinate and ran two of them for a couple of years outdoors. And I even bred them both down two separate lines and I have seeds and stuff, uh, crosses of these, all, you know, crosses of crosses. And I haven't just, I haven't made so many seeds that I haven't opened up, dude. I just keep making seeds, keep making seeds, keep making seeds and, um, I'm like my Sonic in that way. I just don't sell them. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I'll take this glow, glow. 
just a nudge. <laughs> I, love I shouldn't poke the bear, dude. I really like. Maybe can we I edit that? Say, you're gonna have no, a meme. I do not want to poke the fucking bear with that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I don't I even know what I was just saying now. <laughs> I dig it though, because you're excited about it. That's kind of what I've got lined up too. It's almost like uh, I got the opportunity, and and I have a little space where I can dedicate to just fuck it. I'm gonna throw a male in and. I got a few males I want to try and a few girls I can put in there with them. And I'm just, you know, I'm not really, I don't have any intention to sell them, but I want to fucking just see what comes from it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. like, I think it almost, is, it is kind of like an extension of just that curiosity. You know what I mean? Like, there's always that curiosity to find that flavor or whatever, you know, and there's obvious talented breeders out there, like, like, you know, Gene or Jackson, you know, from, um, freeborn selection or whatever. I don't know if he still goes by that, but the, uh, but yeah, I mean they they lock in on this flavor. Like Kaya's got that coffee or whatever too, you know. And they they have a talent and nose for that. It's fucking. I've had his coffee and smoke from uh, Nick um, Risden actually at one of the organic cup. And uh, yeah, dude, it was fucking delicious. It was like nice. So, I would imagine that yeah. would be fucking amazing. You know? Yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the coffee too. Um, I just got that. I haven't um, grown it. I've smoked it a couple times. It's really good. Really fucking good. It's one of my faves. Um, it's definitely my profile. Um, a dog walker is like my all-time favorite. You know, I'm hoping hoping root beer will dethrone that. We'll okay. see. Um, dog walker has, has its challenges in terms of uh, it's it's not the best cloner and um, it and um, it's not it's not like a showstopper visually <clears throat> so commercially producing it um, <clears throat> it's the one of the loudest plants I've ever had you know that and the piho and the GMO are kind of like the louder ones I've ever had you know they just like, push through Um like 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 with the dog walker, I, I I always tell the story. I would have I've had it like in jars and suitcases, you know, inside a room and just like walking by the hallway, you could you creeping through the, you know what I mean? Like you're just like, God damn, it's in a jar in a suitcase with the door closed and it's crumping for me. <laughs> you know? But um, yeah, yeah, you know, as far as uh, loud weed goes, I heard. Uh, um... Potent Ponic Steve was talking today on the uh, one featured cannabis project or whatever. And he said in Africa, the fucking, if you had the really loud weed, it would bring in the black mamba snakes or some shit. So, like, like that's how they knew if they had the loud weed was if the fucking snakes were congregating to find the fucking stash. Like, who the fuck, man? Like, that's some shit. Like, if venomous fucking snakes come, and that's that means that's you got funny. some real good shit, man. That's like, funny. Like, yeah, I never heard that before. But glad we don't have them damn things around here for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but what else am I excited about? Um, I walk through the garden. What do we? Um, the Congo. I'm going to do a bunch of the Congo, the Roberts Creek Congo this year. <clears throat> Try to, I'm trying. Yeah, in the Ethiopian. I'm trying to get more sativas out. Um, and I'm really excited about this one. I'm calling Post Malone. It's um, Carmelone Cologne Cross um, 
the Black Wap Gold, Black Lime Reserve Testarossa. And um, I, I ran a, a little population of it in that open pollination room. And it was like, oh, super, super hot. So um, it's, it's um, super gassy, super burnt rubbery, a little bit of orange from the Skittles. It's got the orange from the Skittles. And then this something else, um, misty, Cali misty kind of thing. Like I got really excited about that, you know, the Cali mist, what's being thrown in there. <laughs> um, so I got a couple, I got Cali mist seeds going too. I'm excited about those. Um, I got so much shit, man. So it's like, I have to literally walk, walk through. I'm like, oh yeah, fuck, this is cool. Come look at this. You know, like, they, like oh, the Cali Mist. Yeah, so I, I hit up AK Bean Brains and he, or, you know, I might as must have said something on a post. I, I did, I put a post up. I wanted the Cali Mist. He's like, who's got the Cali Mist? AK Bean Brains sent me some Cali Mist. Oh, yeah. So I got those going and um, I'm excited about those. He's also sent me um, some fucking, what was it? it oh, fuck, I'm going to mess it up. I can't remember. He sent me two or three packs, but. Yeah, I'm excited looking at his shit. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good stuff came coming from AKB and Braves too. Um, a friend of mine, uh, American one has has his uh, blueberry. He's always kind of bragging about. So. Nice. Yeah. The Americana, that's what he sent me. The Americana. Oh yeah. Oh shit. It's <laughs> 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 ironic. <laughs> that's funny shit. Yeah. I got some blueberry too uh, from a homeboy um, down south. He uh, got some F five or F thirteen. I can't remember blueberry, and he's been running that out um, for a few generations. And so he sent it up to me, um, and I was super appreciative of that. You know, I've heard that's kind of a hard one to get carried through. That one, uh, I guess it, I don't know, it doesn't carry through easy in breeding or it's hard to lock down or whatever to keep the flavor to come through yeah yeah and then yeah i think it was lemon hoko was maybe talking about that because he kind of tracked that one down too right him and kaya messed with that blueberry yeah, yeah it's interesting some of that because it's like you know, as stoners, we just think, oh, you know, fucking cookies and cream, man, and I could fucking put that with this, and it's going to taste right. like, you know, like, yeah, it's, it doesn't necessarily work out like that. Yeah. I found that interesting, too, where uh, Lemon Hoko was talking about, um, you know, sometimes when you get real crazy with, uh, you know, this strain, that strain, that strain all together, it kind of just makes this, like, earthy weird terpene where it's just like nothing you know what i mean it's just kind of like a dirt terp or whatever it kind of comes through so a lot of some of that stuff almost ends up in a dead end where you're kind of like eh, that's not really what it's supposed to be so yeah i i did um so i got this really cool atf crop atf cut that's what it was is was given to us as um or not given botten um and you know i've seen i've seen st other other atf stuff that looks like it but is not the exact same thing like yeah that's definitely you know it but it's you know that's not fucking the, the deal you know it's not as good and 
And then I've seen pictures of plants and it doesn't look exactly the same. And me and my buddies have passed it around and um, just like very few buddies, like three, four buddies, five tops, like my best buddies from high school, you know, and, and the only people that have it are me and this guy, Rob. Um, but uh, I've seen, uh, I had some friends that, that, that had a Cali mist. This is also why I was excited about a Cali mist cross ATF cross here in the rec market and they were giving me a tour of their garden and we were walking through and they were like this one is I was like ATF and she like looks at me and she's like she's like that's got to have some ATF in it right and she's like it's Cali Mistcross ATF I'm like she's like she's like how'd you know I was like I've been growing this plant for ever like I, I like know this plant really well I can just you know pick it out of a room it's very distinct to me and um anyways it they called it oh yeah this cross um cali mist cross atf is called oh yeah and it is some of the just the cali mist source through it's just so bright and fresh you know it's like i don't know it just it's very invigorating and and really lit me up and so i um i did a bunch of atf crosses also at that time and when i looked through them uh this was a couple of years ago I was getting a lot of wine terps and floral terps and I really had no place for it in my palate at that moment. Like I just didn't, I just, I was like, this is amazing. This is cool. I don't want to smoke this. <laughs> you know, was, yeah. Like, and I feel that way a lot about a lot of, a lot of things. I'm just like, okay, this is awesome. You know, like, you know, I have, I have some really good forbidden fruit hash here and I'm, I'm going to smoke it. And I have like three or four jars of it. It's really, really delicious, but it's not my favorite flavor, just straight oranges, you know, um, it just isn't, you know, it's, so I'd rather smoke something that, that tastes more like a tennis ball, you know, than an orange. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, what yeah, is that Kelly Mist flavor? I'm not I'm familiar with Kelly. <clears throat> It's like it, like I don't know. It's it's like it sounds, man. It to me, it, it was just a very fresh spring like mist, like like after it rains, kind of type thing, you know. Um, that's that's what I was pulling from the, you know. It's hard for me to describe flavors, but that's how you know how I was thinking about it. Obviously, potent as hell, or wouldn't be. Yeah, and so I wanted to mix all that up again with the ATF, knowing that what the ATF kind of throws this weird floral thing even though it's not that floral and um and then then having the experience with the, the my friends cross and just like see how that goes and um i'm kind of excited about that you know i'm excited about the atf in general yeah no that's cool Thunderfuck. i remember hearing that too that you had a pretty pretty real uh, loud cut of that but, uh, and then the, I met, yeah. And then I said earlier, I have the, the cool BXs, so I want to do, I want to do this one. I want to do the, I'll do a BX one way, the BX two one way, and the BX two another way, using two separate males, right? Um, and then that same pollination, I'll, I'll, I'll pollen chuck. That's what I mean when I pollen chuck is like I have some, something I'm trying to do in a room, and and I'll, I'll just you know because I have big rooms, um, I have like six like eight like eight light rooms are my breeding rooms you know and so like i just fill it full of everything else yeah and then and then that's bonus you know and i'm like oh i'll go through that later just throw it in the back you know so um that's yeah, what ends man. up happening 
and then I'm going after one thing and then I just kind of make a bunch of extra stuff and then sounds like fun though that's kind of what my plan is too just to you know like the one mail I got is the uh, Sky Cutler Kush F3 so shout out to uh, CJ Apple in chat there he actually made it out to the uh, the Emerald Cup and got those from Jackson so nice and then he didn't have the opportunity to, to run them, but he knew the value of them. So he was like, hey, man, we got to get these out. So um, That's cool. So yeah, so that was just a really amazing gift. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I got some of the flour I'm smoking on now and then uh, nice mail. So I lined that up. It was just whatever. The- Which way did you go on it? I've, I've run a bunch of those, man. That's that that's a, one of my favorite smokes, dude. I got a um, – I guess I would have – to me, they, there was two of them, the phenos I had, and the girls anyway, smelled like more like a uh, juicy fruit, kind of a sweeter smell to them. Um, but it didn't seem to really have, I guess, a lot of loudness to it. I don't know. I, I shouldn't say I finally decided. I'm still kind of smoking them and checking them out. But the, the pheno that I really decided on had more of that. It was more, to me, more kind of like a peppery to it. it uh, I don't know. At least in the plan it had that. So. But it's more of a noticeable, uh, um, I don't know, I guess it's what I describe as the dank is where it kind of hangs in the sinus there. And it's like All right. you know, that linger after you fucking exhale it. The other ones didn't really seem to have that. They, they did, but it was like in that sweet category. So. That, yeah, that's the one I went for was the one that holds in your nose. Yep. The dank is exactly how I describe it. Um, and there were, there, there were, you know, that was in the profile. I don't know what the ratio was, but um, there was one that I found that just really was loud in that. And just, and I found the mayo had a stem rub on that. And I made crosses with it. And I have a, I have a uh, Ethiopian sky cuddler cross. Okay. Um, cut that I, that I pulled last year. That's pretty cool. Um, I call it, I'm going to call it Sheshamani Cuddler um, and do something. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, I don't know what to call it. But yeah. Dude, making up the names is like half the fun. I got a list of <laughs> like, I, I have so much anxiety about it because I like feel like, I mean, you have, like, I feel like you have to play homage to both lineages and it has to be funny as fuck. And, right. and then I, and I just like, so I, I shit, I've been shit the bed on it because I have so much pressure. I feel like, uh, you know, the best analogy I have was in high school, I, I really liked to play basketball and I played on the, the team and I wasn't that good because I was so anxious. And the fucking day I graduated, like I was fucking like, my game just got so good. I was like, just because <laughs> I worked so hard, but the pressure was gone and I was like, fucking you know yeah. but uh, <laughs> totally shit the bed under pressure <laughs> that's so true though man like the name is kind of funny it's interesting and um i don't know about like i don't necessarily think the whole idea of the name has to pay homage to the plant but i do think it, it should have some bearing on to what you're kind of expecting i guess too you know some of that stuff is, gets out there but like uh listing the cross you can always list that down below it too you know with some parentheses and mail yeah i mean yeah yeah i don't know i feel like that it's like 
there was a day where he'd be like, you know, Barry White was like, oh, it's Blueberry and White Widow. Like, no, or what, you know what I mean? Like, whatever the fuck. Yeah, you know, it's just like. Yeah, but like, yeah, the whole dessert. The dessert right. stuff got, got so crazy, just like, oh my gosh, slur, slurry, zurry, yeah. slurbert. Skittles and runs and all those dudes. Yeah, there's so many so many gelatos. Um, um, and I I like gelato too, so I'm not even trying to talk shit. But there's so many that I haven't never tried. What's up? I have had one that I really fucking. I've had gelato that was just so delicious, so delicious, and it was beautiful, absolutely beautiful mug. And then I've had other gelatos that were really pretty and frosty, just didn't have that same flavor or whatever. So I think there definitely is. You know, there's a reason it's a lot of people are grabbing it. I mean, it's not to say if you've had a bad gelato, it's like you just didn't have the right one. Do you know which one you had? I want to say it was 33, and then they, uh, was it 41 or 44 was the other one I tried. And I want to say the 33 was the one that I thought. Was That's the one you liked? Yeah, I really carried it, but. And it yeah. could have been, you know, some of it could have been where it was grown. Or something like that. <coughs> Maybe I had them backward, but. No, I, I like the 33 and the 41. Um, they've all gotten new names now, as far as I understand. Like, oh, really? And I, and I don't know. Yeah, like there's like lemon. I, I just got the lemon gelato, which I'm stoked to chat. There's like bakia and sour sour candy apple i've heard is like the really really hot one so those um, are just different phenols of the same water or whatever okay see that's where yeah i guess the name game kind of but you know do you want what gelato all the different numbers or do you want to actually kind of to me it makes a little more sense to separate them like uh name wise too well i kind of because it's i don't know well like it's like the chem thing, right? So there's chem ninety one. It's like the different. There were the different seeds that were popped, and in that in that scenario, that makes really that makes a whole lot of sense to me. Um, yeah, I like the tradition of it. For for better or for worse, I like it. Yeah, I do too. I, I, I I'm not that I will always follow it, but I do like it. You know. Yeah. I guess there's there's that line too where like uh, uh, you know are you really kind of just grabbing you know if you're not the original breeder and you're gonna you know what I mean you're gonna do some work like I'd say I make enough to whatever breeder stuff and then just kind of use that name because they're a famous breeder to carry right. out popularity or whatever so some of that I guess is kind of where like totally like you have to I feel like you have to earn your earn a little bit of something with it like uh you know so in in this is that i might have crossed the line a little bit um the the um <clears throat> testerosa black lime reserve was made by urban turp farmer um and i've been pretty open about that he made the f1 and he gave me those and <clears throat> and i i ran through them and i had a shit year and uh them and he, he also gave me a testerosa lime vine and a handful of those plants were the only ones that made it through and they were stellar 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 and so i, I made a bunch of seeds with them i have to them 
and I went through them and I went through 1400 of them uh, on the, on the black lime reserve and like 900 on the lime vines. <clears throat> and I went a couple different directions with each of them. Um, and the fucking one that I ended up landing really hard on, I ended up naming the cut black wop gold after like, um, I don't know, it took me almost a year to, to find, decide like, okay, and talk with him. And like, I sold some of the seed. I don't know. I'm just like, I, I put, you know, I'm not trying to name his name, his thing or whatever, but you know, and I make an F3 of it and I, and I feel, actually feel okay about it because I've done the work on it, you know, on this thing. And I've given, and every time I talk about it, I, 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 I bring him up. Right. And um, I don't know. So like, I just feel like, you know, I'm not, you know, I'll probably toss him some bones on it too. You know, when, when the, when I'm, if I make some money on it, you know. Um, yeah, at a certain point though, I think we all stand on, everybody's standing on the shoulders. Totally. Yeah. So it's unavoidable at a certain point too. And I asked him if I could breed with it, you know, and he's like, yeah. So it's like, I feel like if you, as long as you're cool with everybody and, and everybody's like, uh, you know, and honest, like, you know, like, I don't know. I'm trying not to rip anybody off, but inevitably I'm going to do something that somebody else has already done. Um, I'm right now for the most part, I'm just making polyhybrids like everybody else, you know, trying to make something cool and having fun. And um, in my environment is, is the, the unique thing that I have going for me, you know, and, and that I have a really hard environment to grow in and it also makes really stinky weed and, and it, you know it's what i'm doing it's fun well no doubt and i think the unique part like you just said the environment there because your selections from breeding are going to be the ones that are hardy in that so you know that just kind of brings up that idea of like selecting even um you know similar breeders like yourself or people like northern michigan that are going to grow up or whatever that is in a similar climate or similar light schedule throughout the season to where that plant's not going to be thrown for a loop if it hits, you know, 50 degrees one night or some shit, you know? Right. We can see that too, you know? It's like, Dude, I had a picture of, uh, on my phone somewhere from last season, it was like 44 or 42 degrees in like July or August. I was like, what the fuck, man? They just shake it off like it ain't shit. I mean, they don't like it, you know, like it's a lot, you know, they can handle all the way down. Like I've, I've, I've had, you know, frost on plants many a times. I've had, you know, downs into the 20s and, and had, had them come back um, mid 20s. You know, like I think 22, I like I lost some tops, but that was in the in, in a greenhouse all winter with them, like slowly getting hardened off you know versus yeah. like a, a fucking sudden drop you know you know that is is it is quite a bit of a shock you know yeah like you say having that they're kind of prepped for it if they've gotten it up yeah like turning a frog up in the temperature up in the boiling frog yeah yeah that's interesting though and connecting to the ground you know there's a, a lot of factors because you know if like they're touching the ground they stay a little warmer um, versus a pot you know like last night i i moved out plants i told you um and they're all on styrofoam you know so that they don't go grow into the beds okay because you know, I'm, I'm i'm taking them up to this other farm and out there going all these places and uh one of the one of the sections we didn't cover with plastic they were bigger plants we didn't have any plastic 
And I was like, oh, it's going to be 48, 38, 40. Like, ah, they can handle it. You know, like, kind of like feel like that on some things, you know. And they totally got frosted. And um, we, meanwhile, these males I just told you about, they're just to the left of me outside over here. They've been out for three, two weeks, maybe. And I, I looked at them, no frost in them, but they're sitting right on the ground. They're in pots, but they're on the ground. And so the warmth of the ground like was, you know, the convection keeping them warmer. And um, I was like, okay, shit. Well, that makes, uh, makes sense there, you know? And, and, and they've also been out getting used to it, you know, a little bit longer. That's interesting too. Like uh, you wouldn't think uh, that would make that huge of a difference. but I guess. You wouldn't, you know, but it was like, you know, it was clearly, I, I looked back, I, I walked back to the males. I was like, oh shit, did I fuck them up? And they're like, just fine, dude. Do you find males are a little tougher though? Like, or, or I mean, a lot of people think the males will grow taller faster. They tend to, I get that. Well, so, like, yeah, some can, and then they do. And genetically they have to, right? That's the, the idea is to get up above the female so you can pollinate them. Yeah. But I just don't know if you see them where they're just typically a lot stronger for some of that too, or they're, I don't know. That cherry pie lime male I have is a fucking beast. He is a beast and a half. I've never seen him. He grow, grows fast. He puts out a ton of pollen, like so much goddamn pollen. Uh, uh, so much. It's crazy. Like I could have, I could have collected like a gallon of pollen, like no, no joke, off of this one plant that was like in the center of a room he just kept growing and kept putting up pollen and every time i cut him back i cut him back cut shit back just kicking pollen like all the plants were coated in pollen like there was no like white hair to be found you know <laughs> Jesus. Ah. yeah just just ah. getting it <laughs> um so i've got i've done uh, one breeding with him and i haven't tested the progeny yet but i'm really stoked on him now, do you save pollen, or is that something you collect? And no, I haven't done that yet. I mean, I have a couple of jars up in the freezer, or whatever, but I don't. I haven't tested that theory, and like, I I, I just been relying on saving the males because I have my license, so I have the the plant count. And now having this new greenhouse, like, oh fucking, watch me now, dude, with like males and just be like sticking stuff in there all the time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though, man. It's cool. It's cool stuff. Um, so I had another thing I was gonna ask you, and I forgot now. Uh, oh, do you keep males? Do you, do you keep a male around and mm -hmm. try to reuse them and stuff too? Yeah, yeah, I do. So essentially, I'm like learning to breed cannabis. You know. Um, I've been growing weed for a long time and cropping and like, you know, selecting cultivars out of other, from other cultivars and same thing that you're doing. Anybody does, you know, just going through a lot, but I just started going through a lot of stuff. And then I started going through a lot of seeds, trying to find stuff that would work in my environment. And so now I'm trying to breed all that stuff and make cool stuff that works in my environment. Essentially that's my goal. Stuff that hit that, that makes that I like, period. Just like that's that's it. If I figure I figure if I can make stuff that I like, 
a lot and that I like my stuff more than anybody else's, then there's got to be a few other people out there that are going to think that's cool. You know, just at least a few and they, and they might want to buy my seeds. That's my like, I'm, I'm betting on that. I get it because you you so you've done your selection. So like when you're taking the mail to, like you said, breeding it to the ones you've already got, those are already ones you know are going to do well. And and well, that's that's what I was trying to say. Is so that's what I'm right now. I'm doing all the work. I, I'm pulling through and selecting males and selecting females and breeding them. And and it's just pollen chucking. But I really what I'm doing is learning what they do. And along the way, I get to, I get to check out cool stuff. And if I find something cool, then I get to do that. And, you know, but what I'm, I'm trying to learn what the male does and what, the, what he does to the different females. And then maybe along the way, uh, I might be as smart someday. I might be as smart as Gene and I might be able to like, be like, oh yeah, well, this male does this and he's going to press on these characteristics and this female takes on these but she passes on these and so if i put these two together i'm probably going to get this and i could make an intentional breeding that's what i'm like you know but basically you have to like first uh at least this is how i'm going about it is i first have to select plants that work with work within my environment that was the biggest accomplishment um because i had to sacrifice space time tons of money couple seasons lots of failure to find a few things that would work the base the first basis of those was was a lot of was cuts that i've, that I've kept but but what those those two cuts that i just told or those two lines that i just told you about from urban turf farmer you know those were that was a really bad year and i got really hammered so those were really strong things to, for me you know and then i just kind of kept that process and and i'm continuing to like encourage that now through you know like maybe not being as, as spot on of a grower in all my breeding rooms but letting it be a little bit more natural you know in some ways so like when i start talking tech you know in the earlier part of the show it's like oh shit i gotta like put that that thing on that i kind of don't think about that much anymore because in large part i've just been like you know trying to keep it real simple you know but you know and now i'm, I'm also like kind of shifting back into like turning my greenhouse into a, a cropping machine which i hasn't been yeah. and so my mind's kind of getting back into that like all right we need to turn this up and get this race car where you know going like the engine yeah it's kind of like a yeah <laughs> no i feel you man you get you know you get so much going on that's one thing like, uh, a lot of times you know people hey why don't you do this or you should you know make cash or make this or that and it's just like man at a certain point you just start like like what you can do yeah i can't just can't keep up with everything it's like everything i do you know growing keeps me busy enough so i I need help i need help with trimming or i need help with that because you're just already at the rev limit or everything else yeah so i don't know i'm just trying to figure it out like we all are and and i got you know i got myself into the position to have this license and do this thing and um I'm really just trying to make ends meet for my family and um at the basis of it i want to work like 30 40 hours a week if i could at some point like you know and chill with my family and like make some cool shit yeah you know but i'm That's trying to do a bunch i'm trying to do a bunch of stuff to get to that point i hear you man it's uh 
that is the thing that uh, you know it's easy to get carried away with doing this that and the other thing and to forget like having yeah, spending time with family's got to fit in there and like time for you time for you know what I mean you got to have you can't just be into it all the time it's like you got to have a mental break at some point I think that's healthy you, know? you got kids I have two daughters yeah nice how old are they uh 19 and 18 so or soon to be 18 I guess so and I have a grandson that's one in yeah one in three months so 15 months so. nice he's already getting to be a smart ass so <laughs> yeah dude he was over just today man he's a blast running around playing and shit so yeah he gets around pretty good now fun yeah how old are your kids now uh, I have a four-year-old, and uh, we just had a baby in at oh. the end of December, so she's three months old today. Congrats, I think. Man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Baby girl or boy? Yeah, girl. That yeah. baby girl, a boy and a baby girl. Oh yeah, so, yeah. That's fun. You get them out in the uh, in the garden with you too. And... Oh, totally. Yeah, yes. Yeah, my son, um, he. Yeah, he's like he dies. He's dying for work days. You know. He, he loves a new tractor obviously um, but he, he he loves plants too like he, he runs around and he knows all the herbs he can eat and he's like dying to eat mint and you know different things rosemary and thyme and what else is he, he gets into sage like he'll get you know he just like he'll go out there and he'll tell everybody about what the different plants are he'll, if you ask him about what plants I grow he'll probably he'll, oh daddy don't forget sky cuddler fish Oh, Daddy, don't forget. Ask him. He's like, "What about uh, he'll but Black Lime Reserve, Dad? You know, he'll, yeah. he'll be right on it. Like he, you know, I don't, um, I don't filter with him at all. You know, I mean, a little bit, obviously, like, but um, I try to like, I want him to experience all this and and it, it's be no be normal and it is normal and this is our life and you know, so he's like fully in it. You know, there was a time where he couldn't be in the garden, to be honest, which was stupid in the legal garden, the, the, the recreational garden, I should say, not legal, but um, because you had to be 21 to go in there, but they kiboshed that for COVID. Okay. And so like, he literally, he literally, me and him planted, planted uh, 4,000 seeds together. My wife, like hey, COVID, COVID hit, she's a nurse. And so she had to go to work in the beginning of it. And it was me and him every day. And like, it was like, He's he gonna help me. Learn so much, though. Oh, you know, he knows. He knows about the tiny bugs and like he knows oh, a ton, dude. Yeah, it's really cool. He knows about how to make IMO three. He's he's done. He's made IMO like four or five times with me. That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. Somebody was. Uh, yeah, people think negative about that, but like I don't know, man. Like, like you said, the whole idea always oh, not allowed because he's twenty, not twenty one, but it's like. They just forget that it's like growing a plant. Man. Like it's a plant. Yeah. And it's medicine. And in like we smoke around him and we I also have a beer around him and I don't get drunk or do anything like uh, irresponsible or any, like you know. But he, he, you know, I he call, I call it medicine. He also knows it's called the joint and he also knows it's called ganja and weed and he'll say that and my wife kind of doesn't like it. You know, whatever, but like 
you know, he, he, why, why can't I have any? He asked, I was like, Oh, because it's, it's going to mess your brain up until you're an adult. You know, your brain's not done developing and you need to, your brain needs to develop. It's that simple. And he's like, okay, boom, you know? Yeah, they get it. (laughs) (laughs) I find it interesting. And eventually I'll get it. The answer will get more, more complicated. I'll be like, yeah, it's really fucking good, but you can't have any until you're older (laughs) because your brain, you know? But as far as like life skills, I mean, the kid's still learning how, you know what I mean, to plant a seed and grow. You know, it don't matter if it's tomato or cannabis. Or yeah, like, he's real, and he's stoked on on watermelons and pumpkins. We're like, we're doing, we're gonna do some giant pumpkins again this year. That's cool. How yeah. big a one did you get last year? We failed. We total oh, failed. Okay. Yeah, zero. It's tougher <laughs> than you think, huh? Yeah, I, I think. Well, I just threw some shit. I like threw some topsoil that I thought was pretty cool over there, and oh, yeah. um, it just did, that didn't work out. So, dude, the guys still. It's actually, um, I did a little bit of looking into this. It is amazing what they feed those things. Absolutely amazing. Guys will spend a thousand bucks on their fucking twenty-five by twenty-five oh. plot, you know, and that's that one pumpkin, and they're just hammering, man. It's crazy. So, yeah, it's crazy. They know a lot of techniques that are really cool. And yeah, I, I looked into them all, and I don't know where I fucked it up. I mean, it was a, it was a nutrient thing. Like they just wouldn't get going. Maybe the warmth. I, I gave some to my neighbors too, and they had the same issue. So I don't know. Um, they were seeds from Minnesota from the Saint Croix Growers Group, which those those guys are pretty legit. And they're like right where we used to live there. So when I saw, I, I was like, I gotta get their seeds. Yeah. Um, um so i'm gonna i'm gonna go for it again this year and i'm gonna fucking i don't know what i'm gonna do differently i'm i'm got i got good compost this year where i didn't have anything on them that last year and um i'm gonna try probably start them in pots you know probably this week and get the jump start on them you know that'll be interesting man i i kind of want to do it just like I don't know. It's one of those things where there's like absolutely zero purpose to it, right? Like, what are you going to do with a 400 pound fucking. What am I going to do? Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? I'm going to carve that motherfucker out and I'm going <laughs> to throw it in the bay with a fucking paddle. I'm going to paddle my ass around. <laughs> that's awesome. That's what my wife said. What are you going to do? I go, that's you know what I'm going to do? I'm fucking carve that thing out, paddle around the fucking bay. Right. Make some hella pies of that shit. <laughs> yeah, what mean, what am I gonna do? That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna spend my summer growing a giant pumpkin so I can paddle around. I was gonna say, some of them, I think they're pushing like 2,000 pounds now for the records over 2,000 pounds. Dude, world records. That's insane to think. And they, the one guy was talking, they'll put on like 50 or 60 pounds a day hey. when they're really gaining weight or whatever. Yeah guys expect that like they totally know the stages the plant goes through and it's like right interesting reading some of that shit it's like how do you feed something just to think that that's pulling 50 i mean a lot of it's water but still 50 fucking pounds of day yeah i know i want to do it man (laughs) yeah they got certain cases that you got to be on for i don't know how they tell how much weight it is they got a scale under the damn thing i might be behind schedule already without having not started seeds i don't know yeah you probably are but i know they got they yeah like they'll have like the first if i could get to a, a thousand pounds i would feel pretty good like my second or first try you know what i mean 
Dude, it's something like that. I'm gonna be pretty fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> you might even be able to paddle in that bitch. I don't know. I don't know how big they get like that, but uh, it's just one of them, one of the things that's intriguing to me. Like I know it's zero. I'm not gonna be able to. I guess carve it out and scare the kids. Grow in the front yard or something and jump out, scare kids at Halloween or something. Make so much pumpkin soup. Just like <laughs> so much pumpkin soup. I've only had pumpkin soup once in my life. It actually ain't bad. I will say that. It's not bad, but different. Is that something you guys do a lot of? Or pumpkin soup? No, I don't know. I've had, I, I feel like I'm always surprised about how good pumpkin is. Um, but we don't we don't cook with it enough. Um, I've had like pumpkin um, curry and curry a couple of times. It's really delicious. Huh. Um, and you, yeah, it's just like a squash. Squash, you know. Um, there's all different kinds, and I feel like we should use it more. I just we don't, you know. That's one thing I'm going to try to grow a lot more of more squash this year. Um, now that I have the tractor, I'm going to like till a little field, a little quarter acre plot and do squash and corn and just try to load up on that that's cool do you do you run any other uh animals like ducks or uh or chickens? i have ducks uh, I, I mean don't wear don't right now but typically i have ducks i'm um i got some on the way i have a couple chickens and um i want to get uh goats and sheep and cows what about rabbit um I don't want to do rabbits. I mean, I, I know the the benefits of the rabbit shit is awesome, but my son may want to may want to do it, but I don't. I'm just it's not not interesting to me right now. No. Yeah, I I know all the benefits, but I I want to I want to go out and play with a cow right now. That's like, you know, or goat or sheep and like interact with them and like that's that's uh, fun to me. Yeah, that sounds cool. Do like grow like the wagyu beef or some shit. Yeah, totally, hundred percent, dude. Massage them for forty. Yeah, every day. <laughs> Make them beer. I'll brew them beer, dude. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy the stuff they do. I will. I would totally brew that beer. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, man. Like, yeah, that's one of them ideas too. Of like, uh, you know, the steps taken growing the cow is a totally different result. You know what I'm saying? By the diet they eat, by the right exercise or whatever they get. No, so like uh, when I um, my my like intro, like I was smoking weed and and had started growing, and then I got hit by a car, and. That like and that that changed changed everything for me, and so I started growing weed seriously, and um, I I didn't think I would do it forever. I was like still under the fear thing, the the societal thing of it, you know, and and thought, okay, this is a short term means to an end. Like I don't want to be a drug dealer for the rest, of, you know, my life type thing. And so I spent a bunch of time reading about organic gardening and, and organic farming and a ton of time, man. Uh, And, and, and I got into pasture poultry and pasture beef and Joe Salatin and, and, and veg organic vegetables. And, um, my, my big vegetable gardening guru was John Jevons. I don't know if you ever checked him out. That guy's super dope. And so I just got into all this stuff and like, um, I, I, you know, so like 
I've, I still want to get back to that. Like I ran, I did, I started, I had a vegetable farm for a little bit, but you know, I've been growing weed for a minute now. And um, so I just want to incorporate all those things. I just haven't been able to do it, you know, but I want to do it on a real small scale, you know? Um, <laughs> well, I like the idea of that too, is like, um, like even growing in the ground the way you do, even though, you know, the greenhouse is separated, you could grow whatever you're growing in between your greenhouse or whatever. You know, the land around, the, like your garden is even going to eventually be connected in biology with what's in your totally. soil. And like, so the concept is some of that stuff. Um, I mean, this goes back to shout out to BG, your brown guy, 420, um, when he was doing that. And he had the, he's kind of the one that was talking about that, where he was growing the, the red clover around all the greenhouses too, you know what I mean? I mean right. He, in the soil so it's like eventually when your biology all connects that's going to be like like a super system you know so even in your it's garden, such a hard long process you know and um yeah it's just like i don't know it's it, for me anyways i i'm i haven't been funded and i'm just mostly have been one dude and so like there's so many cool things that i would like to do um, that I just haven't been able to do or haven't been able to afford to do um, for, for all those, mostly afford, mostly afford, but like I dream of the day that I could just like, and part and that's most of the reason I got this tractor and I haven't got the wood chipper attachment yet, but like this tractor is a wood chipping fucking machine. I have woods, I have piles of woods waiting to be logs, waiting to be chipped. You know, I got, I'm, I got the, the claw to grab them on the way um, next up you know, purchases the wood chipper, but I would just love to have 12 inches of wood chips over my whole fucking garden, you know? Yeah. Every fucking way. And just let the mycelium just like, you know, interweb through all that shit and then just black, then go through and just like broadcast mixed cover crops, just like whatever the fuck and let it just go fucking absolute haywire, you know, and trample down the pathways. Um, I like it. I That's kind of the way I thought, you know. Yeah, a lot of people think negative, but it's but it, but it takes so long to, to to do all this stuff, and I there's so many failures, at least for me, because I'm learning all this, you know. And so, the, you know, the, the this whole where I live, the, the, I have about two feet, three feet of topsoil, and then it's clay. And if you talk to Elaine Ingham, she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you just got to get biology on that shit, and it's going to fix it. You know, the biology will seep down through the clay and start to break it up, and uh, then everything will be able to drain through. Maybe in time, uh, right now, that that's across my whole entire county, that's how it is. Like, you know, this shit ain't going anywhere, you know, and everyone I talk to, that's just how it is. Everyone's property is the same way and everything is all about drainage. You have to put in drains. So uh, that's, that's one thing I'm doing right now is I, like I, I had that. And luckily I made that, that, that pond with the, the stream and I can drain everything into it. And that was my whole plan was to get all my rain watered off my greenhouses to drain in there. But what I actually has to do is for even just when it rains, because with only three feet of topsoil, it takes about, you know, a couple good rains to fill that up. And then it's flood. Yeah. It's literally just flooded. And it's like that for, for most of the year, you know, like I can't access most of my property, you know? And so 
around my greenhouse and my garden, I'm putting in these these different drain tiles that we're putting in basically French drains, you know, systems. Um, and that once that's done, now I can just keep putting on the wood chips and the biology and, and letting it fucking rock and roll again um, over those. And it's mostly in pathways and stuff like that, you know, where we're doing it. Um, but like it's, it's just like, I, I guess the example was, it's just another thing I'm like learning and like, uh, I kind of view it as maybe, you know, uh, it's like this, this lifelong, you know, continual uh, process. It is. And this is my, it's a lifelong yeah, work, yeah, a yeah. lifelong piece of art, you know, hopefully I, I, you know, in, in, in 15, 20 years when I'm like 60 years old, I'm just going to be like, all right, this is fucking epic. And like, I'll just be able to sit down and chill, you know, and like, and just enjoy that fucking thing. You know, yeah. I don't think it'll ever stop, man. I, no, I probably I won't. See that. Do you think there'll <laughs> ever be a spring where you're not like, oh man, what do, what do we got planting? What do we got going on? No, I'll always be planting for sure. It's but in you, you know. What I mean, it's like you can't stop. At some point, I gotta slow down. You know, maybe just turn the whole thing over to open pollination. It's just gonna get simpler. Just be like, oh yeah, fuck that. I'll open pollinate the whole goddamn field. <laughs> Watch me. Josh running through the field. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, there's some there's some thought behind some of that too. I mean, like a lot of the guys talk about that bottlenecking and different things too. And I like, uh, you know, like I don't know, maybe there needs to be some people that are throwing, you know, all the boys out there with all the girls and just fucking letting them do, you know, what they normally would do. They do with every other vegetable. There's you know, like I like the up, uprising seeds is one company I buy from that they they only have open pollinated vegetables, and that doesn't mean they have one tomato. They have like a bunch of different tomato varieties. They're just open pollinated, different varieties. You know, they've done the work. So they come out more stable that way, is what you're saying? They, they come out stay they come out stable you know eventually the net the, the genetics will bottleneck themselves that's the thing okay you know is you're essentially letting the, the the genetics and the terroir or the environment uh bottle do the bottlenecking because the dominant ones will be the ones that are gonna right first work. yes versus versus you doing the bottlenecking by choice choosing choosing it yeah and, and then, so the other thing is it just naturally works out through the environment, you know, so that they work for the, that environment. So like works really well, if you want to, like, if I want to get grow tomatoes in this area, I should buy my tomatoes from this company that's in my county that, that grows open pollinated tomatoes. Okay. Yeah, I didn't realize that was the case on, uh, I guess, where you're saying it, it makes sense now with the, like, open pollination I always looked at as, I think a lot of people do, like, when they refer to land race as, like, uh, or land race or heirloom or whatever as being, like, the wolf, right? And now we can breed it down to a chihuahua, but you never get the wolf back. But, like, um, some of that is... Uh, um, under the idea like too like if you took a wolf out of the wild and put it in your yard it's not exactly gonna behave the same or it's whatever. not gonna behave the same well it's not to say there's not variation right 
it's not like it, right it's not to say there's not in, in every you know i could get to a, it like you could get to a point where i don't i mean i don't there's there's lots of combinations there right you could get to the point where you have a lot of consistency or or that you could have a lot of variation or you could have, like there's very there's combinations within that right yeah, I would imagine it's always still a numbers game. Like they're still gonna, they're still always running the percentages. It's just adding an extra variable every boy, right? Basically, right. But if it's the same lineage, so. yeah, it's interesting, man. Cool. Um, I think. Uh, I really don't got any other questions for you, man. If you, uh, yeah, man, I always enjoy talking with you, though. So I can sit yeah, here and dude. all night, too. So we went, went to long haul, yeah. No, it's that's awesome, man. I, I think, uh, you dropped a lot of bombs tonight for sure, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people were enjoying. Uh, I hope, I hope everybody pulled one, one idea out, you know, at least, and uh give some people some new stuff to try this spring and you know a little different perspective on where you think about it so that's the neatest part is everybody's got different perspectives based off what they've read and what they've learned or listened to or who they enjoy listening to or, or vice versa whatever you know and it's like we all kind of formulate our own little our own little uh idea of how things go and should go and and uh I always gain ideas hearing different people's thoughts on it. So. I'm just watching, looking at some of these comments and stuff. Yeah, dude, it's hard to catch those while you're talking. Yeah. So shout out. We got a great chat, too. I know you've uh, been on Eagle before, too, and whatever, but I, I love all the chat, man. They crack me up every night. A lot of good people there. So. Yeah, cheers, everybody. Cheers, Justin. Oh, has he got any secrets? Yeah. The site, yeah, they were asking about uh, some of the, I think the seeds on there or something. But now, do you just add stuff frequently to that, or are there certain times of year where you're adding, adding, or are the breeders kind of everybody? Um, I, I just started it last year, so I'm just kind of figuring it out. Mm -hmm. Um, basically, I, I got in a bunch of stock and sold through it and have been most of it and and now i've just been re-upping with different people and i'm kind of leaning more towards drops yeah uh, because it works with my style uh lifestyle just a little bit better to like do a drop get a mailing out rather than uh coming in every day all the time you know yeah so um the kind of, i'm kind of leaning towards that and i might just start doing mostly that you know i don't know um but right now I got, I had the website got uh, uh, shut down with credit card processing. Oh, shit. Yeah, these fuckers, dude. They're coming for everybody. And um, so I had to rebuild it and get a new credit card processor. And so I'm in the midst of that. And that should be done maybe in the next couple of days. Um, hopefully. And then I'll be able to get a bunch more shit up. But it's so it's fucked kinda, up that they fucked Yeah, up. dude. So, so I had to jump through all these hoops and like, yeah. It's always something, man. I feel yeah. I know you've been struggling every year for something in this. And it's just put up a fence, too, or something. You had to 
expense you weren't planning on there and the oh tons dude yeah shit. like i have huge neighbor issues like it life's a struggle you know there, there's no doubt there but like um and for, for the most part like i th- i'm on the up right now dude and i i, I just feel like I've, I've worked through a lot of the hard shit you know and the market's kind of gotten better and it's it's probably gonna get worse again for a minute but um i don't know i think i'm i think i'm i've got got myself into a good spot where i can take you know take care of my family that's when that which is the only goal that's why i keep kind of saying that like that really is my only goal you know it's just to fucking take care of my family and grow weed and have fun doing it and smoke a lot of weed and you know yeah no doubt dude that's the dream right there take care of the family and enjoy life you know what I mean? yeah that's like i totally understand that for sure i love it well cool man i might uh i might close this one out i'm gonna yeah let's do it man here too and uh i'll let you hop out and uh i'll shut her down and uh kind of go from there but i definitely appreciate the brother and uh yeah I'll, i'm sure we'll stay in touch so all right, man. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for uh, chilling. I wish I could watch the chat better. Peace. Yeah, have a good one. Man. Cool, guys. I appreciate everybody hanging out. Sorry, uh, neglected chat a little bit. I'll probably flip back through some of these, but I do definitely appreciate you guys all. And uh, Josh was awesome. Um, great time hanging out and talking with him. And I uh, hope, yeah, I hope everybody kind of got one or two notes down for their. Uh, outdoor prepping and whatever they got going on so uh, yeah i'm gonna shut her down and probably uh fire up the wormhole here in a little bit and uh i'll see you guys all there and uh yeah man it's uh i do appreciate all the support for this and uh all the kind words being said you know but i guess if anything i'll i'll echo ego and say do something nice for somebody else and uh Random acts of kindness. So, yeah, I appreciate all you.